Bros chilling in the hot tub, five feet apart cause they're not gay. Two bros, two bros, five feet apart cause they're two bros, two bros, two bros, five feet apart. Hello and welcome to We Rate Queer Bait, a show where we explore the blurry lines between homies and homos. And you know, I don't think they've ever been blurrier than this week's pick, uh, Sabaqui Bisco, where I experienced one of the most emotional roller coasters in queerbait history. Hi, I'm Devin. My pronouns are he, him. Uh, I'm Sky. My pronouns are he, she. Hello, I'm Emery. My pronouns are they, she, he. And yeah, I think this, this line is looking blurrier than ever since I ate that funny mushroom. That is true. That, it'll do that. To you me mean there. that blurry mushroom that I shot at you with an arrow? Yeah, exactly. I told you not to eat it. <laughs> I tried to warn you. I know I um already asked you guys uh before we record, but how what did what what did you think of Sabuqui Bisco? What did you think of the twelve episode anime that says mushrooms are sick as fuck, aren't they? Mushrooms I like are it. sick as fuck. The mushrooms are pretty sick in that show. The mushrooms are cool. Uh the post apocalyptic animals slash vehicles also pretty rad i love octagawa octagawa the phrase that jobby said in i think the first episode where he's talking to bisco and he's like listen bisco i taught you everything i know mushrooms crab riding among other things Mm -hmm. it has just been like floating in my mind the phrase crab riding that's right i taught you all the things you know about (laughs) shooting arrows and crab riding and riding crabs the ancient art, the ancient and noble art of getting on a crab and saying, take me somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that, so I did watch most of that with my partner and the giant crab showed up and um, they were like, so what the hell's going on with that? And I'm like, it's a giant crab. It's a giant yeah. crab. I don't know. He's just you. big. But then like by like, there was like, <laughs> as soon as you could see like them riding it and it was like in the distance, they were like, oh yeah, actually that's like, I know. like bad it's- as hell. We really fucked up on the evolution line when, like, we invented horses. And I'm a horse boy. I love horses. That's right. But we fucked up when we uh, decided to ride horses and didn't decide to somehow cultivate a way to ride crabs. Yeah, yeah. We should have made crabs big. What the heck, heck, God? Yeah, instead of making horses bigger and more rideable, we should have been working on crabs. Bigger crab theory in my book. Yeah, I don't understand why everyone on the coast wasn't just like, hey, what if we bred these guys bigger and captive? <laughs> what if I... Want a bunch of big, dumb crabs everywhere? I think that would be great. What if I roped one of these things and then just <laughs> sat on it? These fucking fools were like, what if we just ate them instead? What if we went through the painstaking process of disassembling these crabs so we could get the juicy meat inside instead of... instead? Instead of farming them to be bigger and bigger boys. Yeah, they said um, there should have been a guy all the way back in prehistoric times who, instead of saying, wow, this guy can carry my things, should have said, this guy can't carry shit, but you know, in a few thousand years, he might be fucking goaded with it. Yeah. He might be really big and I could ride him. Well, wasn't it like Genghis Khan era that was like, or before that, but like. I mean, yeah, horses have been ridden a lot more before that. But are you saying that's when it got like, that's oh, when we they can were... use these horses for a lot? 
So are you saying that people should have, like, envisioned the future of Genghis Khan era, but for crabs? No, I'm saying, like, around that era, but, like, earlier, when they started, like, being, like, looking at them and, like, breeding them bigger, and they were like, ah. Around the (laughs) agricultural boom when uh, we were like, damn. Damn. Damn, what if I could ride that thing? Yeah, the people on the coast should have been, like, looking at crabs, like, damn, what if I could ride that thing? If I were a farmer in ancient times and I had a horse in front of me and a crab in front of me, I would shove the horse out of my way and <laughs> and bend down to to look at the little crab and then give them a tiny d- dumbbell so they can get swole. I mean, that's I'm, what I'm saying. I'm all. thinking of the uh, stuck in the middle with you song, but you know the part where it's like down to the left of me, jokes to the right, here I am. It's like horses to the left of me, crabs to the right, here I am. That's right. Stuck in the middle with crab horse. Stuck in the middle with the <laughs> crab horse I've created. The fucked up experiment in my lab. I'm going to the Spy Kids 2 island to ask that <laughs> Steve Buscemi to make me a crab horse. Please, Steve, I need it so fucking bad. You don't understand. Well, damn, this is a whole new beast, because what would a crab horse look like? Well, there's a part in this where they were... I mean, they're riding it with a saddle. It kind of is, like, more, you know... There's a part in this where Milo tells the the crab horse, the -hmm. crab horse, to sit. And my immediate thought is, how does a crab sit? You know... Yeah, kind of just they, put it, they just it, plop right down. I think it like, they just yeah, bend it's all like their legs. End, you know, it just lower, lowers its two back legs, and the other ones do what? Go up. I think like the t- like I, it's a gradient. You know, the they have like eight, so like the back ones are down all the way. Yeah, and then it's I like think, a little bit up, a little bit up, a little bit up. Okay, each pair. I think they just. Yeah. I think they just do a full squat. I think all the legs are, are mm. bending down, and, and they, they, they just plop their little carapace down on the ground. Oh. We're really revolutioning the idea of what a crab looks like when it sits on its little legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's beautiful of us. Well, it's just like, you know, at the, at the point where it gets big, it's like, you know. <laughs> it's possible for You've this You've got more crab. sections now. <laughs> it's possible for um, this crab because it's big. Yeah. In 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 the crabs v, v horses debate, I'm just saying no one's ever thrown a horse rave. That's true. That's true. That would spook them. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I don't know if that's true. I feel like if I looked hard enough, I could find someone being like, I threw a rave with my horse. Horse people are whack. Perhaps. You think someone is putting a neon... You think someone is putting a neon harness on their horse and, yes. and and sticking some glow sticks on it? Yes. Clearly you have never been around weird horse people. No, I can see it. <laughs> has, as someone who wore um, a bunch of jingle bells on a hat and a shirt and rode around on a horse for a few hours, um, they'll just kind of put up with anything, but they will spook at a plastic bag. It's kind of like Great. a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. No, I think there are ways you could do a horse rave, but I don't think you could put a bunch of horses like, you know. Yeah, no one's no one's waiting for lights. no one's waiting for Henry Kissinger to die in Minecraft and saying once he does, we will crab rave, we will horse rave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's not the level of infamy. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about the show? I suppose. I was really I having so. fun with this horses versus crab debate. Um, Don't worry, I think it will come back as we t- 
talk more about how Octagawa is a beautiful soul who I will protect with my whole life. Were there any damn horses in this show? No. Okay. I don't think so, no. No, they all got wiped out by the rusting. There were crabs and hippos and Well, the horses snails. would be pretty susceptible to rusting because of the horseshoes. I know. That's why there's no horses anymore. That is so sad. Yeah, that's why they had to graft machine guns onto hippos instead. <laughs> That's true. They said, ah, shit, we're all out of horses. Quick, put that machine gun on that fucking that they, fucking hippo. They died because of the wrong kind of metal. Yeah. These machine guns, however, are the correct type of metal to graft to a hippo. To put on a hippo, yes. Mm-hmm. So, Sabuqui Bisco is a show where things happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they sure do. It is a show pursuing the lives of two boys, one named Bisco, who is... In this world where a great post-apocalyptic event happened known as the Rusting, uh, they live in post-apocalyptic Japan, which is basically a desert, and a horrible rust wind uh, blows by and rusts anything it touches. That includes objects, people, animals, water, infrastructure, all that fun jazz. Everyone's just turning into rust. It's normal. Uh, In this world... Bisco is a mushroom keeper who are exiled people because everyone's like, damn, mushrooms must cause the rusting. So if you grow mushrooms, you're trying to commit a genocide against the world, I guess. Uh, Bisco's a funny little guy who's trying to heal his even funnier grandpa, who's named Jobby. And he's, he, needs, he needs the world's best doctor, and that doctor is Milo... Who's also known as Panda because he has a birthmark and or black eye mm-hmm. that just makes him always look like someone just punched him right in the face as hard as they could. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's known as Dr. Panda and it's very cute. Yeah, he's a cute, funny little guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, I'm, I want to talk yeah. about their name symbolism for a brief moment. Oh, strong we- boy and strong man? Yeah! <laughs> uh-huh. As we find out later in the show. Um... um I- do you think that has anything to do when, uh, spoiler alert, uh, Bisco dies for about one episode and uh, Milo's like, I guess I'll just be him. Milo's like, wow, um, I think I have a piece of his soul in me. So I'm just going to be him. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll just, just go Bisco mode. I'm That's just right. going to go Bisco mode the whole time. <laughs> I'm going to deepen my voice. I'm going to act like him. It's a mm-hmm. normal thing to do. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Milo is trans, by the way. Um, Definitely. So, Milo is the world's best doctor. He works in Imihama, uh, the city that survived the apocalypse, ruled by an evil governor who sucks, Kurokawa, who's just a guy who Kurokawa, sucks. Kurokawa, just like the most blatantly evil man. <laughs> the who most- just loves telling you how fucking sh- shitty he is the first he thing is responsible he... for every problem in the world and thinks it's neat I the love first how thing he, he has... says to milo when he like when we see him in the show is he's like damn i hear your sister has the rusting what do you think is more useless our conversation right now or are you trying to help her and it's just like okay man you gotta chill you gotta chill for maybe five seconds you gotta make yourself seem like you're normal 
Yeah, this man comes out of nowhere to just ruin everyone's day every single day. Like, he just gets up out of bed. He's like a villain who has, like, zero of the vamp, but, like, all of the energy of, like, I mean, the worst villain you can think of. He's ever. horny for it. He's horny for evil. Mm-hmm. He wakes up every day and he's like, I can't wait to be a big sicko. Voiced by the same man who voices Nanami, so it's also great to hear him every time he speaks. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, he, he's also doing a really funny thing with his voice, where he's just trying to, I want to say, like mumble growl as much as he can. He talks like this all the he time. He talks like this. We're cool, Bisco. <laughs> he just talks like that the whole time. He sounds like he doesn't give a shit about anything. He sounds like he, even when he's like really mad, he's like, oh, Bisco. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. Yeah, it's funny. He never raises his voice, so you can only tell when he gets angry by the amount of growl that goes into it. <laughs> do you think, um... Do you think he just watched the Fast and the Furious movies and he was like, damn, Vin Diesel doing that mumble growl is truly iconic. Maybe I should talk like him. That's a great choice for my, um... Uh, Profiting off of the uh, end of the world. Yeah, I'm gonna sound like guy. Vin Diesel. I'm gonna sound like Vin Diesel. In the what if Vin Diesel years. got into got into Mad Max? That's right. <laughs> it's about family, Panda Kun. That's why I kidnapped your whole family. Mia Familia, Panda Kun. Your sister's gonna fucking die. Speaking of Mila's sister, she has a bad case of the rusting. Um, Probably really... because when we... Okay, she is like the, what, chief of... Yeah, she's the chief of the city security. Not under... Like, they're under the governor who's evil, but he also has his own, like, entourage. He has boys his and... own private army. He has his own horrible. private army who are bunny boys. Yeah. Yeah, just having, like, a, the police force isn't enough for him. He also needs, like, his own private Blackwater. Yeah. Yeah. So that's normal. Um... She has the worst case of the rusting that anyone has ever seen, but she's fine. Honestly, she's chill with it. Uh, So Milo is desperately trying to find a cure, and he's learned that, hey, mushrooms have this weird thing where they help the rusting. Odd, isn't it? Hmm. Um, But that's illegal, so he has to keep his research in secret. Uh, Which maybe why he works out of a brothel. (laughs) Yeah. Which is what he's doing. That the first like the we the first time we see him, it's like a back and forth of Bisco trying to get into the city disguised as a monk, and um, uh, Milo is uh, inside the city, and we're mostly just seeing the brothel. But then we start to see him like treating patients from in there and like not accepting pay for them. And yeah, stuff. we see funny bits where like we hear him through a curtain, one of the brothel ladies, she's like, "Oh my god, it's so big," and he's like, "Don't worry, it won't hurt." And she's like, "Oh, but it feels good, haha." Haha. Uh, and then it getting turns vaccines out, feels so good. Yeah, it turns out he's just giving her a vaccine, which I don't know why she's like, "I kind of like it though." So that's weird. Um, because she wants him as uh we ev- everybody in that brothel wants to fuck this guy everyone wants he's a femboy. so pretty and so kind everyone wants to kiss him that's exactly it right. is like two seconds into anyone talking to him they're like oh shit he's nice that's the hottest thing i've ever seen in my life mm-hmm. um yeah so he's doing research with mushrooms this all basically leads to bisco breaks into the city and is like hey 
heal my grandpa who got shot about 30,000 times yesterday. Um, and Milo's like, no. And he's like, do it or I'll kill you. And he's like, maybe. And then he basically does. The next yeah. few episodes are... He said, my grandpa is full of enough lead to take down a fighter plane. Can you fix him? And Mila Six says... Six he does. Yeah, Mila says, I don't know, it sounds like he should be pretty fucking dead, man. And then, turns out, grandpa's fine. He's Because, once again, stop praying for my grandpa, he's getting too strong. Yeah, um, he, yeah the minute he's, he, his surgery is finished, he hops up out of bed and starts flossing. <laughs> That's right. He does he does the uh, fucking Thanos touchdown dance from Fortnite um, <laughs> in front of Milo. Milo says, "Holy shit, this is the coolest old man I've ever seen in my entire life." Uh, basically, this all leads to Milo, Bisco, and Pau, who is Milo's sister, get into a huge fight. Did we talk about how her whole thing is that she has a cool motorcycle and she fights with a steel girder? Mm-hmm. Um. Well, yeah, because I was going to bring up that uh, we do, because she at first is just like in a robe the first time we see her and he's doing research. And then he comes back home like later after talking to the scary governor and she's gotten ready to go out in her chief of police outfit, which is like, you know, which completely is just a fucking sexy, yeah, just a sexy, sexy leather, leather, biker leather biker outfit, outfit. Which a is mask probably- for no reason. Girl, I don't know. That she doesn't <laughs> wear on her face, just on her forehead. I don't know how this rest transmits, but if you're, like, out during a pandemic in, like, that, I don't know. I don't know. All we see... I'm gonna have, like, a corner after this to talk about the other animals in this show. The Uh other uh, city guards don't dress like her at all. And they also don't have motorcycles that they use. They use, um, cool lizards that have high heels built into their feet. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're just really up high all the time. Yeah, so I don't know why she, it, I guess that's the chief of police, like, you know, the kind of neat thing about being chief of police is that you get to wear your titty-bearing outfit and get a motorcycle and a steel girder to fight with. Yeah, you get to wear whatever you want, and what she wants is that, and um, instead of getting a cool dinosaur, you get a motorcycle, which you get is a, still cool, but it's also maybe, not a dinosaur. I wish you got maybe a Maybe that's why but. they made her the chief of police. She just walked in wearing that, and they're like, okay, you're hired. <laughs> she like, walked in, like, drove her motorcycle up yeah. to the front, and they were like, oh, are you the new chief of police? It was sort of an Animal Crossing situation. Yeah. <laughs> but she was like, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm fucking ready to kill some mushroom keepers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, we don't really do that, but sure. Um, So she fights Bisco. Bisco fights her. He eventually knocks her out. Milo heals the old man who they talk about things. Mostly the important thing is they mention a mushroom that's supposed to be the legendary mushroom eater that's supposed to cure rusting. And Bis- yeah. Milo's like, and- yeah. Yeah, Jobby also explains, like, hey, rush- mushrooms aren't causing the rust. They, like, eat the rust for food and, and you know, help cleanse contaminated areas. That's why there's so many mushrooms in places where it's especially rusty. Yeah, also, you know, because the mushroom associated. keepers keep planting them there, we're actually, we're actually uh, uh, not psychopaths, as it turns out. Well, he Crazy. does say, Milo says, oh, then why are you guys outlawed? And he's like, well, we're still people, so some of us are sickos. He says, turns, some out us- one- turns out just one of them is a sicko. <laughs> turns out maybe one of us is an absolute sicko, but we'll learn that later. Hmm. And he um, ruined it for everyone else. 
Yeah, he kind of, like, spoiled the whole bunch. Uh, so, the end of this little three-episode skit, honestly, is Bisco and Milo are teaming up because Jobby is too damn old and too damn sick to go on the uh, cool mushroom finding mission that he has to go on. And Bisco's like, well, I don't know what to fucking do if I find the reg- legendary mushroom that we need. And B- Milo's like, well, I'm a doctor, so... I yeah, I'm it. like one of the number one doctors. I'm cool, and also my sister has rusting, and I would really like to cure that, so I'm going with you. And Bisco's like, nah, and he's like, yeah, huh? Uh, so they go on a journey together. Mm-hmm. The next few episodes are just uh, gay shenanigans. Yes. Is what mm-hmm, I like mm-hmm. to call uh, They have to. They introduce a pink girl uh, to fight with um, Bisco over. Yeah, pink girl who. Fight over Milo over. Yeah, pink girl's here. She's yeah, uh, pink girl. A traitor. She, yeah, she's a former member of 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 funny Blackwater, and she used to have an airplane. And the airplanes are made out of snails until Bisco yeah, shot the, the airplane. Goats. Yeah, <laughs> that's and. Cool. And when they run into her, Milo has to kill her, or kiss her in order to cure her dying disease. Yeah, can you explain how he did that? So what happened no. is that <laughs> what happened with that is that she was in a temple and she apparently got um, what's called a balloon worm in her stomach, mm-hmm. uh, which was uh, slowly choking her to death. Um, and so he's like, "Damn, I have to get it out of her stomach." So he just plants a wet one right onto her mouth. And then a second later, we see that he's, like, bitten onto the worm and just, like, pulls it out using his mouth. How did he do that? The only thing I can think is that it was going to switch. Oh, it was going to go into his mouth instead? Yeah, like, that was... You mean you don't think he just gave it a big suck? Oh, I... I was honestly thinking that he has, like, the throat goat over here. I mean, he's yeah, like, that that certainly was my initial thought, was that he's just the throat goat of all time, and he just sucked the shit straight out of her stomach. He's like, hey, Bisco, check out what I can do, and he just <laughs> sucked a worm out of someone's stomach. <laughs> yeah, so that's one option, or, um... <laughs> yeah? I mean, I yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, I, my only other it. thought is that it was trying to switch because they do the medical science in this is pretty funny. Uh, yeah, it's very post-apocalyptic medical science where they know just enough, but also not enough, mm-hmm. which is very fun. Yeah, no, I like it. Um, so yeah, this is funny, girl. They this basically episode is uh, Milo doesn't know the secrets of crab riding, uh, and we get to fully meet Octagawa, who is a giant crab. Who rules? Who rules? Uh, this is great. basically the part in every horse movie where the one person has to learn the beauty and value of riding a horse, but instead it's just a giant crab. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Milo slowly learns how to bond with this giant crab that is basically Bisco's family. Uh, and the end of this episode is the temple that they're staying at turns out to be a giant mantis shrimp. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Which endears me to this world almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like the whole temple gets up because she, uh, Pink Girl, like, throws some gasoline down there for some reason. Yeah, she says it's spoiled, so she has to get rid of it. It's too old to be carrying around, and, and I they, couldn't sell she it to can't, them. Yeah, she can't sell it to them because they're riding on crabs. Oh, uh, this so. gasoline is all old and stinky. Better, better, <laughs> better just 
throw <laughs> it just throw this canister this underneath the building that we are on. Better not think maybe that might be weird considering every animal I've met so far is combination animal, combination object. Better so just you know, create a big fire hazard. Yeah, this old wooden temple. I'm going to pour gasoline all over. We do have a fire going right above it, by the way. Uh, this Hope gasoline that... is is uh this gasoline is old and stinky. Better <laughs> better do Higurashi chapter 6 about it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um The way she like chucks it too. I'm like, girl. <laughs> there is disdain for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. She fucking hates it. <laughs> I was all prepared for it to just blow up in the middle of the night. And then, no, uh, it woke up the uh, big, like, mantis shrimp that they are, like, inside a house that is part of its body on. Yeah, they call it a shrimp and not a hermit crab, which which I think would be the one that has a house on top of it. But, you know, it's, this- it's, it's, it's something, you it's, know, it's, it's one of the <laughs> small crustaceans that has a home you know yeah mm-hmm. um so this is uh they basically are like damn this thing's so mad also it's going to blow up the mines the like bone coal mines which is all coal um that we were going to use to try to get to the fast way to get to the rust eater so they stop it and then it blows it up anyway because it can mm-hmm uh, so that just moves into the next episode where they meet a village of children who are in danger of dying to flying blowfish that and like also to eat cities. Big heavy scare quotes rusting, which they totally definitely have, and none of them can be cured. None of them can be cured, and we definitely see that all of them definitely have it. Hmm. Rusting, which, as we all know, just looks like funny fish scales on your skin and not literal actual rust. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's fine. Um, they are nice to this these group of kids. Milo by doing regular doctor things and being nice, and Bisco by being the most radical dude you've ever met in your entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, they, I fucking love... Bisco's yeah. bit at the end where he's just talking to one of the kids and he's like, hey kid, only your hyperfixation can save the day right now. You have to tell me the names of all these train stations on this map before that I is, can kill all the bad guys. Honestly, so cute. He's like, oh, the kid's it's like, adorable. He's like, hey, uh, your map's wrong. And the kid's like, the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, none of the words on it make sense. He's like, you can't read kanji. He's like, okay, I'll make you a deal. For each word and station you tell me, I'll kill one of those blowfish. You better go fast because they're on their way. It's so, so cute. It's uh, so fucking good. Bisco, when he's not committing misogyny, is so adorable. Uh huh. He is he's what very we sweet. Yeah, he's very sweet. Um, Both of our protagonists are just such nice boys. They're nice boys. Bisco is like nice boy slash loud, and Milo mm-hmm. is nice boy slash femboy. Mm-hmm. Yes, precisely. Yeah. Uh-huh. The two the two dichotomies. Mm-hmm. The so, duality of man. Yep. So, um... Yeah. Where are we? Nice boy Owo and nice boy Uwu. Yes, that is... Mm-hmm. It's the and red the, and blue. The, the Owo has the to have the capital O's, so it's, it's, it's like the big eyes with, with the pointy mouth. 
That's yes. Right. That's right. Uh, sixth episode? Yeah, sixth episode. Mm-hmm. Sixth episode is they run into Pink Haired Girl again. Uh-huh. Uh, well, she's freezing to death in the middle of a snow wilderness. So far, I'd like to point out that they've gone from a desert to a lush green pastoral area to a salt flat to the frozen wastelands. Yeah, there was many times where I was like, what? Where Where did they go? Uh, I love this post-apocalyptic wasteland. Uh-huh. Um... Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she's freezing to death. They yeah. Save her. I don't know why everyone's so upset about the rust. Clearly, climate change has ravaged this world far more. Yeah, clearly there is a deeper issue going on. Climate change caused the rust. Also, so far in each of the areas they've been in, they talk about how the rusting is affecting this area. We don't see it anywhere in those areas, honestly. Mm-hmm. Other than like a character being like, "Damn, we're all affected by the rusting that are not showing up anywhere on our bodies." That's right. Um, so Bisco, Milo and Bisco save the girl again. Uh, they go to a training post. They have to sell things, blah, 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 ha, 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 jokes. Then they enter the train station, the abandoned subway station that they need to take them to the Rust Eater area. And we get more heartfelt shenanigans. Mm Mm-hmm. Where uh, Milo and Bisco are like, okay, so the way to operate the train is to press this button and then deposit 300 fucking yen. And they're like, who the fuck has ancient money? And this girl's like, give me like an hour so I can hotwire this train for y'all. And then while she's doing that, Milo and Bisco have heartfelt talks about Bisco's like, Jobby means the world to me. Milo's like, my sister means the world to me. They're not looking at each other as they're saying this. Um, because they're having an emotional moment. That's right. And men don't look at each other when they're having emotional moments. Have you Girl ever tried to make about... eye contact, though, when you're having, like, some, some, some feelings you're dealing with? It's, it makes it much tougher. I know, I know. And then, uh, then the girl comes out, she reveals that she was once a corporate, she was, like, a corporate, like, minor worker, and in the mines you get rusting a lot faster and apparently they were digging up parts of the cause of the rusting Tetsujin, who was basically a god, but also a uh, Ava. Yep. And she was like, yeah, when I went from low rung worker to four woman in about a month, I had to get the fuck out of there. And they're like, damn, that shit's fucked up. And she's like, yeah, I've never trusted anyone ever since. And they're like, damn, are you sure you don't want friends? And she's like, damn, I might. Uh... That bit's over. They get the train working. She says, bye, I'll never forget you. And they say, bye, I'll never forget you. As they're leaving, a horrible squid comes out of nowhere and tries to kill them. Yeah, big train squid. A big train squid tries to kill them. You always gotta Um, watch out for those train squids. This leads into one of the gay moments that... I've been glossing over others, but this leads into one of the gay moments where it is, damn, Milo has to try to aim really good to shoot the squid that has a big uh, thing that explodes in its mouth. And Bisco's yeah, like, here, bud, let just, me help just, you. Just, mm-hmm. Octagalva helped defeat the squid by tearing the engine out of the train and putting oh, it yeah. in the squid's mouth. <laughs> yeah, he throws an entire engine into the squid's mouth. So Bisco, Milo's having trouble aiming, and Bisco's like, here, bro, let me help you. And he Here, bro, let me, me put my hands on your hands to steady your mm-hmm, aim. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me hold your hand to steady your, your aim. And about then, how like, you need to believe in yourself. Let me press my body against yours, hold your waist, hold hands with you, and tell you about believing in yourself. What are the two rules of archery? And Milo's like, have steady aim and believe in yourself. And Bissell's like, hell yeah. 
So they kill the big squid. Just like in With Jojo's the power of adventure. gay love. By the power arrows. of gay love. That's right. They kill the squid and they get to the uh, area of the rust eater and they're like, wow, a big ravine. This is amazing. And as they're just sitting there, a fucking giant bird flies out there and takes the giant squid that was attacking them. And it's like, all right, that was fucked up. And then the rust eater snake flies out of the ravine and is a horrible disgusting hand monster and eats the bird it's 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 a big old snake it flies around it's got a head on its head and on its tail and is covered in thing in in big human fingers yeah i don't know how the rust cause evolution like this but sure um, well, I just like having the current uh, ecological food chain illustrated to me. <laughs> yeah, squid, like, real bird, quick. and then giant evil snake. Yeah, that's the food chain around here. Now you know, audience. Um, yeah, you know, wildlife had to adapt in order to survive in the rust world. Uh, you know, mushrooms got really big, and snakes started flying and growing second heads and human fingers. It's normal. Just like hippos had machine guns grafted onto them, and crabs became steel crabs and yeah, horses. Crabs became big, giant friends. Yeah, it's all normal. Um, a little detail from the Milo and Bisco uh, friends collection um, to go back to what uh, Pau, Milo's sister, has been doing, which is basically going on a Mad Max style, the horrible world that we live in journey. Um, she comes across a village that is abandoned, and as she's wandering around because her fucking motorcycle got a flat tire, uh, a man just falls from a building and dies instantly, and she's like, huh, that's weird. And she looks up and she sees two people being accosted by a giant spider. Uh, so she kills it, and they're like, oh, thank you for saving us so much. Let's tell you a story about this town. It used to be a nice place, and then a mushroom keeper came by, and he said, I'll cure all your all your diseases real quick. And they said, great, thanks. And then everyone rusted instantly and died, and it turns out that mushroom keeper liked it and did it that would because be he's a sicko. And Paul was like, I knew mushroom keepers are all evil. It's a great thing we'll never find out who did that in this show. Mm-hmm. Um so she's basically hanging out with this nice old couple, and then she finds their abandoned evil mine that's also in this town. And she's like, oh, I wonder what's in there. And she goes in and she finds a bunch of corpses just placed in different uh, It's a Wonderful Life scenarios. And she goes, that's fucked up. And she goes further in and she hears the couple being like, I can't wait to kill that girl. And then put her in a Wonderful Life scenario. Damn. And she says, hey, what the fuck? And they said, oh, did you remember to drink the poison tea we gave you? And she says, maybe. And they said, great. And she's like, I'm just kidding. I never drink it. And then she tries to beat them up. And they said, never mind. We'll just kill ourselves. That's what she's yep. been doing. Yeah, so fun yeah. little side bit for her there. <laughs> that yeah. really had nothing to do with like the plot. Other than giving the, the explanation that there was one mushroom keeper who liked to uh, give people resting. That one. will become relevant. <laughs> I don't know why she need to learn it through this horrible couple that's doing, like, sicko shit, but whatever. Um, so what Jobby's been doing is that he got captured by Kurokawa. Mm-hmm. 
he tried to hide as one of his guards, and uh, Kurokawa has this fun thing where he can just tell them to kill themselves, and they do. Except Jabi, who's like, why would I do that? And he's like, ha, got you. Damn. Um, so this all leads us back to Bisco and Milo are looking at this horrible, evil mushroom snake. And then Pau shows up, and she's like, I'm going to beat your ass, Bisco. And Bisco's like, watch out for the snake. Bisco's <laughs> like, watch out for the snake. Also, your brother and I are in, in love. He came here with me. Literally. Your brother and I, your brother chose to sh- come with me for whatever reason. Um... And then the snake captures Pau, so Bisco saves Pau, but then he almost gets eaten by the snake. But then Octagawa and Milo save him from the snake, but then Milo almost gets eaten by the snake, so Bisco has to save him. It's a whole clusterfuck. Anyways, they kill the snake with mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, damn, we got the mushrooms. We did it. Uh, Pau starts flirting with Bisco out of nowhere. She just says, I'm nice now, and also you're kind of hot. And he says, what? Yeah. What? Yeah, she shows, she shows up in the show again to say, hey. Um, heterosexuality? You're heterosexual. Heterosexuality? Right? Question Wouldn't mark? it be great if this guy that you suddenly become very close with had a sister that you could date? Well, we, here I am. I like to posit that we talk a lot about uh, at the start of the show that we do not discount the existence of bisexuals. And this is the most Bisco is a bisexual who's experiencing panic at all times show in the world. Mm-hmm. Um so they do that out of nowhere they're learning about mushrooms the rust eater they're like it doesn't do shit it doesn't do shit and then uh milo is like wait i just remembered mushroom keepers don't know shit about blood types so bisco give me your blood and i will since use it to awaken the power of the rust eater which is just in bisco's blood yeah, I do like because I was gonna say earlier on that uh, <laughs> I think it's really cool how like it's one of those stories where it's like fascism can attack anybody, you know, it generally yeah, yeah, doesn't, yeah. but it's you know like oh like they could go after anything and say it's evil, like for example keeping mushrooms. Uh, but then we get I I remember that we get to this part in the show where they go oh uh, mushroom keepers have a special blood type that's different from everybody else's <laughs> special blood. It's a different blood. They have um, cool special blood. Yeah. That we're using now. Um, so this is where they're learning about special blood. And then Kurokawa just shows up out of damn nowhere. And is like, hey, it's me. Hey, what's up? It's everyone's favorite loser. <laughs> Sorry, let me. Hey. Yeah, let me say it right. <laughs> hey, Bisco. <laughs> it's me. I'm, I'm doing the pickle Rick voice a little bit. A little bit. I, I was gonna, I was gonna say, uh, powered by the cheat, strong bad. <laughs> um, so he just shows up in like a big fucking plane. Uh, there's a bit of a fight. There's like a funny bit where uh, he's talking to one of the people flying the plane. He's like, "Hey, why have you killed Bisco yet?" And they're like, "We're fucking trying, mm-hmm. first of all, and also it's one dude, and we're in a giant like war plane, so don't worry about it." And as Kurokawa's, like, talking to him, he's, like, loading a gun casually. He's like, I mean, if you guys underestimate him, that's on you. As Bisco jumps so high, he's at basically view with the the cockpit of the plane. Fires an arrow, which kills the one dude Kurokawa's talking about. And Kurokawa just, like, points the gun at Bisco as he's, like, level with the plane and shoots him. Uh-huh normal behavior yeah he's just like i mean 
it's on you guys if you don't shoot him. That's right. So he shoots Bisco. Bisco's basically fine, though. Bullets don't kill these motherfuckers. Um, Absolutely not. Unless it's six. Yeah. But then we kind of do like a smash cut. It's got to be six or more bullets, and they've got to have, they've got to be poisoned with rust disease. Yeah, with super rusting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, We kind of do a smash cut from here to Powell is like, they're away from the plane somehow. Powell's like, okay, I'm going to leave and do something, I guess. Uh, yeah, time Bis- to go be a cop, bye. Time to go be a cop, uh, see you guys. And Milo and Bisco are like, okay, time to go live a nice pastoral life together. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go do that. They're at a nice little rice farm, I guess. Uh, and Milo is catching boar and cooking boar, and he's like, I hope Bisco is at home resting from those horrible gunshot and rust wounds he has. Bisco is not. He apparently... Uh, Took Octagawa to hit on ladies, yeah. Because Octagawa saw another big crab, and yeah, he's going. He's going out crab clubbing. He's you know. go- he went crab clubbing with Octagawa. Yeah, he went to the crab rave. <clears throat> Milo is like, "Hey, you should be resting." And Bisco's like, "Can't. I'm too cool." And Milo's <laughs> too busy like, crab raving. He's too. I'm too busy crab raving. So Milo gets mad at him. He's like, "Up! Oh, I got to get out of here before my bitch of a wife yells at me." Um... Next, we see Milo go back inside their nice pastoral home, and Kurokawa just pops on the TV and is like, hey, it's me again. What's up? Your bestie. What's up? I'm just broadcasting this to every TV in the fucking area, hoping that you'll be here. Uh, I have hey, your sister. I, I, I'm, I'm torturing your sister on live TV. Isn't I'm that so funny? I'm torturing your sister. Isn't it so People think I'm up? a great governor. People love this. Everyone in the tri-state area is loving what I'm doing here. I put her in a Christ pose. I'm torturing her. It's normal. You should really come over here and get her. Bring Bisco with you. At least El Death Note didn't have that on live TV. Could you imagine if he just... <laughs> if they were just broadcasting that, they were like, hey, Kira. Hey, Kira, I have Misa Aminate. Wait, he basically did do that. He put you her know? in the, like, sexy bondage gear and then, like, put her he in He didn't the- put it on live television. He just <laughs> called Light Yagami, who he was pretty sure was Kira. Yeah, it's the same effect, though. It's <laughs> same, like, hey, bro, you want to see something fucked up? This is just funnier in, like, a scattershot way. He's like, this will in no way affect my political career at all if I torture this lady on live television and then broadcast it into your homes with no warning whatsoever. <laughs> no warning I mean, at all. <laughs> no, like, uh, this is sensitive content or like anything just if you're like not nope. milo nekoyagi please do not watch this <laughs> i mean uh, i mean most republicans it would only improve their ratings yeah they're like i love that he's doing that to a woman it's funny for me um yeah they'd be listen, like that's this actually is how you a war stop hero. terrorists um you don't know what it's like for our troops yeah they're the bravest men in the world it's a dangerous job and you have to be prepared to take the right risks you know she's in cool military training right now yeah <laughs> They, all the boys have to go through this. Exact I don't know why thing. she's crying. <laughs> they all have to get strapped up like that just to go they through the They have to get training, put in the Christ so. pose and then mm-hmm. pressed with a hot iron. Yeah. Um, so he's uh, torturing her. Um, Milo don't like this at all. Milo don't like it at all. So we cut from him making I hate that face to him just like back turned to the camera, just cooking some nice dinner, just like whistling a tune, just having a great time. 
Uh, Bisco wanders in and he pokes his Turned head. Turned away like, from the camera so that we don't see the big sicko eyes he's having. Yeah, extremely um, Bisco pops in and he's like, hey, bud, you still mad? And Mila's like, no, I'm normal. I'm fine. You should come eat. Come eat some dinner right now. And Bisco's like, hey, what's up with that? With those sicko eyes? <laughs> yeah, he walks around and he looks at me. He's like, hey, man, those sicko eyes are something, huh? Yeah, and Bisco Mila's walks like, into the kitchen and says, hey, it smells like uh, you're drugging my soup. Yeah, he like sticks one finger in the soup and tastes it. And he's like, hmm, sleep shrooms in here, huh, bud? And Mila's Interesting in- choice of seasoning, my bud. <laughs> Bisco's like, Mila's like, uh, it's nothing. And Bisco's just like, so they got Powell, don't they? My my love, my darling, my light of my life. Did you roofie my soup? <laughs> did you just drug my soup, babe? Hey, babe, why would you do that, huh? Hey, babe, did you put sleeping pills in my soup, babe? <laughs> Babe, what's with those sicko eyes, huh? Hey. They got your sister, don't they, babe? <laughs> Did you have to watch your sister get chained up live on television? Yeah, so the gist of what goes on here is that Bisco's like, all right, gonna go get her. And Mila's like, I don't, you ain't fucking doing that. I'm gonna shoot you if you do. Mila's like, you are so sick so and un- injured. And- you are so sick and injured and so important to me. And- yeah, the running thing of this show is Milo the doctor is like, hey, actually, you are... Um, so dying. So dying all the time. And you never give yourself enough time to heal. So all of the bones that you broke the first time I met you are still broken. So you need to, like, chill a lot. And Bisco goes, No. Yeah, they. Bisco's, Bisco's like, I've like, never had a broken cool bone shit. in my entire life. <laughs> Bisco's like, I'm cool as shit. I'm probably going to die anyway, which is why I should go save your sister. I'll be back in an hour. And Milo says, no, I should go save my sister because I'm not dying of dying disease. So I'll be back in an hour. They fight. Uh, Milo ends up drugging Bisco like he wanted to. Uh-huh. And is like, continues okay. Continues to roofie the soup. <laughs> continues to roofie the soup and just injects it into him instead of feeding it to him. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Milo from here uh, goes to save Powell, where we learn that Kurokawa, world's number one sicko, is playing Magic the Gathering um, with some of his underlings. And the under he's like, I use this card combination. The underlings like, I lose. And he's like, no, 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 no. You easily have this card combo you can do. And the guy's like, I lose. And he's like, ah. These fucking puppets don't know shit. And he knocks him over. Turns out he has an evil mushroom on his head. This Damn. motherfucker were playing Yu-Gi-Oh against a zombie and complaining that his comp- opponent's strategy is dog shit. <laughs> He's like, once they lose their sense of humor, everything's lost. <laughs> Which I think is funny. I love making horrible zombies out of my men and them being like, "Damn, they don't. They aren't funny anymore." Yeah, I love being a political ruler and uh, turning all of my minions that I have a separate private army. Um, my I love buddy turning, boys. Yeah, I love turning all of those guys into mushroom slaves and then being like, wow, they no one wants to play cards with me anymore. No one has good strategy anymore. <laughs> yeah, this is just, this is what Soto Kaiba would be like if he didn't have like a cool pharaoh to duel against. Yeah, if he wasn't like, he would just have to have, obsession. he would just have, yeah, he would just have to split his time between other hobbies. And it would mm-hmm. probably none do of them some would be good. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I from- mean, yeah. Wasn't that show initially like jigsaw traps? That's what he'd be doing. Mm-hmm. He he would be the yeah. mind. Oh yeah, no, guy he was an evil billionaire the- before uh, <laughs> uh, Yugi showed up. But exactly. to be fair, the Pharaoh was also an evil ghost who was doing jigsaw traps on people. So yeah. Basically, the moral of the story is you got to get a Yugi in your life to stop you from doing evil billionaire shit and uh, saw traps. 
Yeah, yeah you, if, you need um, a rival to focus all your hostility to slash, your evil, your hostility yeah. slash gay love on. If every exactly. serial killer simply had a rival, oh, <laughs> <laughs> is the moral of Yu-Gi-Oh? So, <laughs> a card, a card game rival. Hmm. I was gonna say I was experiencing like a horrible show, like a prestige TV show, where it's like a serial killer. Uh, has, like, a rival that they, like, focus on. But that is just the plot of, uh, um, the Hannibal show, as far as I know. Um, Will's not a serial... I mean, Hannibal does have other serial killers in that show. Yeah. That he, like, goes and kills. But, you know, they're mostly just, like, you know, side They ain't shit? Yeah. Okay. He invites them over to eat, uh, people and, uh, and is, then like... then he kills them? Yeah. Yeah, and then he makes them into more food that he serves to, you know, the chief of police. Oh, okay. um, yeah. So that's mostly that show. Um, it is a bit like Dexter. Dexter does have rival serial killers because that's mm. his whole thing is he that he kills serial killers. Yeah. So this is the same thing. Yeah. This is Dexter. <laughs> Yu Gi Oh yep. is Dexter. Yep. Uh, so Kurokawa is doing psycho shit. Milo busts in. He says, "Hey, man, I'm busting through." He honestly beats the shit out of Kurokawa for a while. Yeah, he, like, he goes sicko mode he goes, on this dude. Honestly, sicko mode, he like knocks all his people out. He... There are so many times I thought Kurokawa was dead. Yes, for yeah. some reason he doesn't. <laughs> I um, was like, oh, that he... arrow went through his head, right? Oh, no? Yeah, it's it's dead. Dead. Okay. So he like drugs him, he shoots him. He slashes him across the chest. Kurokawa is like on the ground bleeding, and he's like, "Oh yeah, he I'm has gonna... a great like tit blood." The rest of the scene, like, yeah, kind of like, rolls straight across the chest. Um, <laughs> he's like, "I got, I got you, fucking now, dude. You're, you're off your shits. You're done." Turns out Kurokawa is like, "Hey, I'm immune to paralysis, so I was joking. I let myself get cut like that. It was a, it was a strat." And B, <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm not it owned. Is like. It is, like, such a good fight scene because it, it reverses, like, the usual dynamic of, like, the protagonist being, you know, like, pushed into a corner and then, like, you know, and then, you know, like, pulling out some strategy to reverse it. No, like, Milo is, like, complete- Milo is, like, completely in control of this fight until, like, and then, you know, Kurokawa just has, like, a million tricks up his sleeve. So, yeah, yeah like, like, both sides of the fight seem incredibly dangerous, even though, like, Milo is, like, sort of dominating in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, in terms of, like, anime fights, um, this- kind of has Kurokawa as, like, the anime protagonist uh, mm-hmm. position, where he's getting his shit rocked for most of the fight until he busts out that one secret move that completely mm-hmm. turns the tables. Yeah, which just being like, move... I am beaten to shit, but I am still gonna win. Yeah, which the secret move is he uh, got his arm replaced to have a crossbow in it, um, mm-hmm. which he shoots at Milo, and it turns out that also has mind control spores in it. So he's like, I win, motherfucker. I, I fucking win yeah, big time. Like... Yeah, I shot I shot you with my mind control mushrooms. Now you have to play Yu-Gi-Oh with me. Now That's you're right. gonna play Yu-Gi-Oh with me and also tell me the secret of how to use the Rust Eater so I can uh, do my evil plan, which is I have been engineering the Rust Wind this whole time so that we can keep the people below us in servitude, desperate to find a cure for the Rust Wind. And if you go around curing people of it, that ain't no good. But if I have the cure for it, then I can charge exorbitant amounts of money for it and also still control the rust win. So I basically win. So give me the secret, motherfucker. Yeah. And it's, it's, Milo's he's like, no. Like the far- 
He's like the pharma bro if you could if you had a big fan that blows diabetes on people. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh-huh. He has the um cancer causing wind turbines that he's using on people and he's like I have the cure for cancer. I have it everyone. Um Yeah, his big fan turned to COVID-19 just blasting mm-hmm. everybody like oh, I shit. have the vaccine. He caused the pandemic. He did cause the pandemic. Oh shit, the only cure is the 5G chips that Milo's going to inject in everybody. That's right. He caused the pandemic and he's making money selling masks. And he plays Yu-Gi-Oh, which is just evil. That's right. So fucked up. So while this is going on, turns out Jobby is also being held at this facility. Um, he's doing cool shit where he pretends to be a crazy old man, but what he's doing is he killed a rat and there's been growing fungus on it and then uses a special concoction to make fungus that secretes acid so he can break out of prison and then go on to basically a murder spree. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. He busts Powell out as well, who's, she's tortured but fine. Did he know she existed? Yeah. Yeah. Remember, uh, Bisco like knocked her out and then set her in a dirty, filthy alleyway, and Jobby was like, "Hey, what's up, man?" Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yep. Yeah, sounds great. <laughs> yep. Um. So he busts her out, and yeah. Also, this... Pawu was like gonna go give the uh, the Sabikui injection to to Jobby first before she got it herself. Oh, that's what she was doing. I thought that's she was just right. like going home for some reason. Yeah, that um, when when we said she was going to be a cop, she was actually going she was to be a, a doctor. My mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Whoopsies. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, we'll point to Paul. <laughs> Bisco bus he, Bisco busting through. He mm-hmm. flies in. Uh, he is fighting uh, Mister Shitty Kurokawa. What's his face? Um, turns out he didn't know that Milo is mind-controlled, so Milo shoots him with an arrow, and Milo's crying and shitting and farting this whole time, like, no, don't make me kill my best friend, and Bisco's like, do it. Do what I want you to. Do what I dare you. And so he shoots an arrow, which Bisco catches with his teeth, and then Mm -hmm. throws full force right at Kurokawa, where it just goes clean through his eyeball, and presumably the back of his head... Yeah, because it's not, like, sticking out either side, and there is, like, bloodshot behind. But let me be clear, folks, he doesn't die here, (laughs) so there's no Mm -hmm. brain damage. Yeah, so he's fine, actually. He's fine. He missed any important part of the brain, but did get his entire eyeball. Maybe it's just, like, since he threw it with his teeth, like, the arrow wasn't going straight and just, like, grazed across his eye. Maybe that's what it was. Um, so... We forgot to. I forgot to mention that while Bisco was uh, getting shot by Milo, he was getting shot by bullets also that contain rusting. So he's getting rusted all the way through. He's fucked, and he can't move. So Milo gets out. He talks to Paolo and Jabi, who are like, "We'll run interference. You guys go." And he's like, "Great." Uh, and he runs away with Bisco. On their way out, he gets pumped through a le- full of lead that also causes rusting. So he's dying in the snow. And Bisco's like, no, this is so fucked up. No, I hate this. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, Um, this is so sad. That's the end of that episode where we lead into uh, the episode that broke my brain for a while. Episode is called Mm -hmm. I Love You. Yes. And it mostly takes place in a cave. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Milo wakes up. He has his eyes bandaged for Mm -hmm. some reason. I don't Mm -hmm. know why he needed his eyeballs bandaged. Um... 
But Bisco, I think Bisco just did it to lie he to He was him. bleeding through the eyes at one point. Was he? Yeah, when he was getting mm-hmm. shot in yeah. the back a bunch, he started bleeding through his eyes, which Why? doesn't really make any sense, but... Okay. I think Bisco just did this so he could lie to him, but whatever. That's right. Um, Mila wakes up, and Bisco's like, hey man, you're fine, I'm gonna give you some of that uh, Rust Eater cure, and Mila's like, no, no, you should take it, and he's like, nah man, I definitely already took some. I definitely already took some and I'm cured and I'm fine. And Mila's like, prove it. And he's like, here, touch my skin. And he yeah, just. Yeah, he holds his hand up to, to like the smallest bit of his neck that <laughs> isn't affected by rust and is like, feel, <laughs> look, it's so smooth. Yeah, and Milo just holds his hand there. And Bisco has a line where he's like, so you're gonna hold my hand all morning? He's gonna, you gonna hold your hand there all night? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is where we get into a conversation that I will get into later, but basically the large talking points are first of all, Milo's like, hey, you should date my sister. She's really cool and sexy. Yeah, we love and that. And Bisco is like, what? And he's like, anyways, I had a dream where we're all going to live together forever and you're going to be by my side forever. You're never going to leave me. <laughs> is that true, bud? And by Bisco, marrying yeah, my yeah, sister. because you're married to my sister. <laughs> because you're married to my sister. <laughs> and Bisco's like, yeah, man, that's definitely going to be true. And he's like, cool, I'm sleepy. Will you stay by my side and hold my hand? And Bisco's like, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you'll be the first thing I see when I open my eyes? Please, mm-hmm. you promise? Mm-hmm. So Bisco's like, yes, I definitely will do that. I super promise. Milo yeah, falls I asleep. I can't I can't wait to, 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 to open my eyes and see you. Alive. Just, just Yeah, just, just tying a bow tie on and you're in a tuxedo because you're getting married to my sister. <laughs> I'm walking you down the aisle. Mouthful um, of cereal. I can't wait to open my eyes and you're getting ready to marry my sister. <laughs> um, uh, so, Bisco from here, we learned in the last episode that Kurokawa is like, by the way, I was the one who been doing evil rust eater shit with mushrooms for a while. Yeah, I'm yeah, a sicko. He, he, he he, he's the one sicko mushroom keeper. He's like, I also killed your family, Bisco. I'm a Every fucking bad sicko. thing that's been done in this show is has been done by him. Except it's like the, the old just couple him. who were cannibals. Yeah, I do like the, like, concept of the show. It's like, yeah, everything that, like, this one group thinks is, like, the most evil guy on the planet and everything that this other group thinks is the most evil guy on the planet, it's, it's all this one, one fucking man. One guy who sucks ass. Who is doing it all for money. Who's so, he loves so bad. And he loves to tell you about how he's done, he's the source of all the evil in the world. He is fucking doing the James Bond speech, I am the author of all your pain. <laughs> like... <laughs> Just out of nowhere. So Bisco's like, I'm going to go kill that motherfucker uh, when Milo falls asleep. So he goes goes and does it, which results in a pretty rad fight. Jobby's been captured again. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. And Kurokawa is basically being like, welcome to my evil uh, rust farm where I'm making all the rust that I poison people with because I'm a sicko. Mm-hmm. And Jobby's like, that's fucked up. And he's like, Jobby. Give me your blood so I can synthesize the cure so I can sell it to people. And Jobby's like, I'm not doing that, motherfucker. And Kurokawa's like, what if I shot you and then just took the blood out of your body that way? And then one of his guards runs up and starts beating the shit out of him. And Kurokawa's like, yo, yo, man, calm down a bit. 
It is a yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he runs over and starts beating the shit out of uh, of Dobby, and he's like, "Damn, damn, calm down." Okay, but you can cut off his fingers. Yeah, though. you can cut off his fingers so he can't shoot a bow anymore. And as he's about to do that, he turns around and kills uh, Kurokawa's guards, and it turns out it's Bisco. Crazy. Kurokawa's like, "Fuck, that's the one person I didn't want you to be." <laughs> um, so Bisco throws Kurokawa full force down like this crazy platform like walks that they're on and he just hits the fucking platform and is like ah shit all my bones are broken now (coughs) excuse me um and bisco basically gets into a fight with them jobby says i'll go outside and break their rust causing machine uh he meets a big gorilla out there that's not important um he does have boxing gloves he the, the gorilla is funny once again, my animal corner. Um, so, Bisco's basically going around like a horror movie villain, just killing all of uh, Kurokawa's guards, and also getting shot a bunch, and just keep just keeps going. Um, they're trash talking. In between this, turns out Kurokawa has been doing brain surgery on a guy and made him like a giant evil Terminator man. There's, like, a funny bit where this horrible human experimentation man jumps down, has a big machine gun, and he tries to shoot it at Bisco, and misses every single fucking shot he takes, even mm-hmm. though Bisco is standing in one singular place and not moving. That's um, me when I play Halo. Yeah. Bisco easily kills that guy and is going after uh, Kurokawa. He goes to shoot him. Turns out his fingers rust off and Kurokawa's like, ha, I win. I fucking win. I knew this would happen. And as he's gloating, he immediately gets shot by Milo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Kurokawa now doesn't have an arm because K- Milo apparently has the strength of a god. Um, Bisco from here charges at Kurokawa, bites him in the neck, and then they both jump off into the rust soup at the bottom of this horrible catwalk. And yep. they're both dead now, Rip. Yeah, this is bo- a very funny scene because it does look like lava. They also seem to be catching fire as soon as they touch it. Uh huh. Yeah, it's just soup. It's not lava. I don't know why they're no. on fire. But this is no, it is Terminator Two. It's oh, it is Terminator Two because uh, Bisco does have the line where he's just like, "Ha, are you gonna have any funny comebacks? Don't you want to say I'll be back? Huh? Yup." Uh. Okay, that does make sense. Yeah, he's like, don't you want to say, I'll be back, motherfucker? Say it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, he's basically, like, pushing... He's, like, sitting on Kurokawa's chest, like, pushing his face into, like, into, into the, the rust, rust soup. soup. He's, like, waterboarding him with rust soup. Um, um, and then he calls up to yeah, Milo, he's and like, he's like, hey, you're great. You're my like, best friend. He's like, you're my bestie in the world, uh, XOXO. Um, you gotta fucking kill me so I don't die to the rust. And Milo's like, oh, that'll be so sad. And he's like, don't worry, bro. I'll be here. I'll be in your soul. My soul will be with you forever. We'll never leave each other. I'll always be in your heart, man. Just fucking shoot me. And Milo goes, fine, I will. So he shoots um, Bisco. And as he does, he's like, I never got to say, I love you. I'll always love you. And I'm like, all right, man, whatever. Uh, So from here, you would think the show would be over at this point. Maybe villain's dead. One of the main characters dead. We got her, right? Yeah, they both died together in the rust suit. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Turns out, uh, next episode, 
after they stop the evil rust machine, uh, God just wakes up. Horrible rust-causing yep. God just wakes up and is alive again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're he like, comes oh, up and good. starts flossing. Yep. <laughs> he does the Thanos touchdown dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, causes <laughs> another apocalypse to happen. They're like, damn, we gotta kill that motherfucker before he uh, does rust to the rustening. Um, so Milo's like, damn, if Bisco was here, he would be brave. What would Bisco do in this situation? So what he decides to do is deepen his voice, do Bisco's growl yell, and just pretend to fully be like Bisco for the entirety of these next two episodes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just just embodying the 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 persona of the best friend he just killed. Yeah. Which, when you realize um, that Bisco's name means strong man, uh, Milo is trans and just met the one man. He's just like, I'm gonna be you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he went. Yeah, Milo means strong child. And he's like, great, I'm gonna be strong man. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna turn from a strong child into a strong man when I kill my strong man best friend. Yeah, you know last when name means pussy willow. Also, you know when you kill a guy and you mm-hmm. absorb their gender. Yeah, he's like, I killed him, and now his gender is mine. The soul of his gender is in me. That's right. Yep. Yeah, and Jobby's like, damn, looks like it's okay, because he, he, he might have died, but he lives on in this kid that I just met. So Yeah, Jobby's like, I see no difference. Love is love. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, the next, like, two episodes are Milo pretending to be Bisco fighting this giant Ava Evangelion monster, and... Jobby and the others. It's a pretty cool fight. It's a pretty cool fight. He's like shooting mushrooms at him, basically. The whole military gets involved and they all die pretty quickly. Um, It's basically they're all fighting for their lives to stop this thing from getting to the one city that has been shown this show. Uh, I'm not going to describe the fight. It goes over basically two episodes. Um, It ends with Milo getting onto the god monster digging uh bisco's sunglasses which are in there out of him and then being like yeah now i can fully be bisco the monster throws him into a wall and milo as yeah, he's he, he in the he throes pick, of death he, he picks up the protagonist goggles yeah. as you do mm-hmm. as he's in the throes of death he's like damn bisco i guess i'm gonna be by your side a lot sooner than i thought this calls out to the soul of bisco in the rust and he just fucking pops out of it. Mm-hmm. Bisco just revives from the dead. Yep. Fully formed, glowing, shirtless, mind you. Yes. This will be important for later. Normally clothed, <laughs> except shirt. Yeah. Except shirt so we can see his rippling abs. Yeah. Uh, That's important. So they're like, finally, you're back. He's he's back. Apparently he's God now. Also, mind you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's the mushroom god. Yeah, he's officially the mushroom god. So God and God can fight each other. Mm-hmm. He's he's basically cleaning house. He's beating the shit out of this Evangelion monster pretty easily. Uh, and then they learn that this Evangelion monster, if he explodes in the wrong way, he will cause Apocalypse 2, the Apocalypsening. Um, so they're like, shit, what do we do? And they're like, Milo's like, oh, no, not Milo. Pink-haired girl's like... Oh, I've been taking some courses on the uh, evil monster that we're fighting. Turns out, under his mask, the one who controls him is sitting safe in there. So if we kill that guy, the monster will just deactivate normal style. So, Pau goes up, she breaks the mask with her steel girder that she has. Mm -hmm. 
And then Milo and Bisco hold hands again uh, to fire an arrow so fucking strong that it obliterates Kurokawa, who has fused with the monster. Mm -hmm. This also cures all the rusting in the area. Yep. Yeah, it's all good now. Just immediately. Everyone's cured of the rust that was killing them. So Yeah, because 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 Bisco is like God. part rust eater now, like his body is just made up of his his body has fused with the mushroom and now he's a mushroom boy and anything he touches gets covered in sabikui spores. So he he's just a walking antidote to rust. Yeah, and anything he shoots with an arrow gets hit with ultra rusting cure. Um this ends with, uh, basically, they're like, damn, we all did it. Jobby's like, hey, I'm cured. Also, I see my two boys over there. Let me go talk to him. Pa was like, no, no, don't do it quite yet. Uh, I feel like, I feel something gay is happening over there. So mm-hmm. you shouldn't bother them. Yeah, she says, listen, if, if we go over there, he'll be really mad at me. And he's like, oh, I thought you were close. And he's like, yeah, that's how I know. He'll be really mad at me. <laughs> something gay is going go on over, over there. there. What's happening over there is that Milo and uh, Bisco are sitting together. They're having a nice little chit-chat. Milo places his head on Bisco's heart, and he's like, I can still hear your heart beating. And Bisco's like, yeah, man. And Milo starts crying and is like, you're never going to leave me again, right? And Bisco's like, literally never. That's right. Mm -hmm. And the show ends with it turns out that uh, Milo used Bisco's special blood to cure the rusting in the whole city as a cool doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the government apparently hates this. Yeah. Uh, so now he's an outlaw. Um, Bisco is now a god who wants to find a cure to being a god because he's like, the shit sucks. I'm growing mushrooms everywhere. <laughs> I'm growing mushrooms every few hours. And I have to pick them off. It sucks ass. <laughs> um, Pau has gone from being a cop to being the uh, new governor of the city. And her campaign trail is mushrooms are cool and tight as fuck, actually. Um, So why does... Why is Milo an outlaw? Yeah. Because there's apparently a bigger government government than this one city's government that also also hates mushroom keepers. Damn, there's a federal government there's a federal government in this world i haven't seen another city anywhere like that's so crazy i don't know what they're doing yeah this one guy had his own private army and was like i am the governor and i'm so powerful that i created the rust storm and also created all of the fucking like propaganda hits against the mushroom keeper that's why they're illegal in the first place but it turns out he had the idea but the federal government was like hell yeah yeah we love it yeah, yeah. you're right we should hunt all the mushroom keepers. I don't know what Jobby's doing at the end of the show. I don't think we see him after this again. I Maybe think he's just he's off dicking dead. around. Because they were like, yeah, you've got like a month to live. But it was But that was because of the rest. So I think he's just off dicking around at they this point. They don't show him. And I do think they show the pink girl briefly. Yeah, pink I don't girl what she's uh, got a lot of money because she sold some gold mushrooms. So now she's just living it up. Which, good for her. Um, the next part is now Milo and Bisco are talking to the same security checkpoint people that we saw at the beginning of the show, also doing the same bit where they're pretending to be priests again. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And Milo is now wanted, so Milo's immediately just like, oh, tell me about uh, that guy. And the guy's like, turns out he liked to cure people of rusting, which is evil as fuck. 
So now he's wanted by the government. And they're like, that's fucked up. They get through the checkpoint. The one girl guy implies that he knows it's Bisco under there, but it turns out he doesn't. Because Bisco sees that they have the giant mushroom he gave them at the start of the show still. And they're watering it, which is good. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, take these. And he gives them two cures to Rusty. And he's like, for keeping my mushroom safe. And they're like, wait, it's you. And they're like, shit, bye. Bye. So they run away bye. on their giant crab. And while they're leaving, one of the people who likes taking pictures of them just takes a nice couple's photo. To which Milo does the gayest thing possible in the world, which is he turns around and he says, hey, quick, give them a peace sign, which all gays do as a greeting. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's it. That's the end of the show. We're going on a journey to find out a cure for being a god because uh, Bisco is like, I hate having to pull mushrooms off my body every hour. And Milo's like, great, that means we can grow old together. Yeah, we found out the cure for rust was mushrooms, but what's the cure for mushrooms? (laughs) What's the cure for being a god? For too much mushroom. For too much mushroom. That's the show. Mm -hmm. I do want to, once again, zoom in on the line where Bisco's like, yeah, I'm immortal and I can't die. And Milo's like, damn, that means we can't grow old together. And Bisco's like, like, I want to find a cure, though. And Milo's like, great, we can grow old together. Yeah, he's like, like, are you sure you want to find a cure? Because you're like immortal. That's pretty cool. And he's like, no. And he's like, oh, well, that's cool. Because that means we'll get to grow old together. So that's cute. That's That's cute. cute for them. That's pretty cute. I do want to also point out that in that scene when they're leaving in, like, religious garb, um, Milo is definitely, like, wearing more traditionally feminine religious garb. Yeah, they keep Mm -hmm. doing it. Uh Uh-huh. So that's Sabaqui Bisco, the story about mushrooms and also gay love, question mark? Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, it's... It's... It's so, like, it's so cute. And, like, them. And then, like... <laughs> do, you, do you think Bisco and Pawu finally got married in the end? I don't know. I think this is a story about Bisco being the most bisexual man in the world. Because Pawu <laughs> does kiss him and he does go, holy shit. But it turns out it does feel like he's also just on a gay adventure with Milo. So what I think is happening mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is that he just realized his type is specifically this family. <laughs> He's like, damn, I know what my type is, and it's this family specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he's... I think it is he pretty has... bisexual I think to I, say I, my favorite type of guy is a femboy, and my favorite type of girl is a lady who can kill me. Yeah, is yeah exactly. <laughs> is I, I, was, I was just about to say, like, like, yeah, he he's attracted to the two genders. Um, uh, fucking... Uh, Panda boy, panda femboy, and motorcycle lesbian. He's attracted to uh, femmes, but the the two femmes are femdom and femboy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Lady who can kill me and a nice boy who I look like I can bully. That's right. <laughs> who I can take care of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Do we? And wanna... he didn't like T-Roll because T-Roll's butch. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> T-Roll can't kill him, but she's also a little too, uh, she's not femboy, That's but right. she also can't mm-hmm. kill him. So he's like, eh, yeah. mm-hmm. just not working for me. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. Not attracted to the pink gender. <laughs> no, no, no. He can't have it. So what did you, uh, what are your guys' gayest moments in this show? God. 
There's a lot of cute Boy, ones really early on. There are a lot of really cute ones. The whole episode where uh, Bisco is teaching Milo how to ride a crab. Extremely cute. Yeah, I was just about cute. to say. Like, mm-hmm. just being goofy friends and and Bisco sort of razzing Milo for, for, for his, his crab misadventures. His crab misadventures. Um... There's at a point at the end where after they go through their crazy, uh, there's a mantis from chasing us experience. Uh, Milo is like sitting on Octagawa when Bisco wakes up and he's just like going through the supplies that uh, the pink haired girl left them. And he's just like, they're talking. And then Bisco suddenly reasons like, hey, Octagawa's letting you just casually sit on him. And then he sees that Milo had been practicing a lot during the night because his hands look like scuffed up, and he's just he just smiles and it's just like, huh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I, that's I, cute as shit. I love that like every time he gets on Octagawa, Octagawa just like throws him twenty feet in the air yeah. and and he lands on his head. But the, the, the fucking injury that we saw to indicate that he's been training all night is that he just has some calluses on his hands now. Yeah, he from doesn't have the like reins. A, he doesn't have like a broken skull. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> finally got past that. He finally uh, learned the friendship of a crab horse. That's right. I did like the beginning of that scene too, just for Bisco being like, or like the beginning of that episode when Bisco's like, well, you know, like when he does this, like he's like, eh, you gotta go, eh. like he's just like, <laughs> yeah, when he starts going, eh, then you have to go, no, nope. yeah, and it's very true. It's like the like uh, hyper empathetic and like hypo empathetic like scales of neurodivergency where it's like, oh yeah, when you're with an animal, you just gotta read these signs and then you'll know what they're thinking. And it's like, okay, but that was like three signs at once and they all like conflicted. Like from the two, like, <laughs> wait, what are you talking about? Yeah, me telling people how to read horse body language. <laughs> it was me when we went to like, I had to go ride the my horse one time and you were there and I was just like, okay, so here are the rules of being around a horse. <laughs> Yeah, here are the rules. And I was around, ignoring every single one yeah, of them. Yeah, here are the rules of being around a horse. Uh, I can read them enough that I can disregard them at my will. But yeah, once you, again, <laughs> never walk under a horse as I'm fully walking under as a horse. As you're ducking under it to attach something. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> never play limbo using the horse as the bar. That's yeah. right. Never. Don't do ever this. do that. They could kill you as I'm playing limbo going under the horse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that episode, extremely cute. We talked about uh, episode six where to aim a bow better, uh, fucking Bisco is like, let me uh, hold your hand and also your waist. Yeah. Incredible moment. In- <laughs> incredible, like, eyes bugging out of my fucking head when I'm first watching this, like, hmm? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they, this was a show about mushrooms, but they had to also make it about archery so that we could get that. Yeah, they had to be like, how do these mushroom keepers shoot their mushrooms? <laughs> Obviously, they have to do this. <laughs> with archery um yeah i like that i do think one of my favorites was the uh the like <laughs> they do keep doing the like katniss everdeen in the cave like oh i'm gonna poison Peta so i can go get his protective gear they keep doing it back and forth to each other yeah <laughs> like milo drugs the soup we talked about that a lot but then like right after that uh Once again- leaves him to like basically die in a cave so that he can go fight oh, thank god thank god i've been dancing around the cave part the whole time <laughs> Because it is the most like I experienced an emotional roller coaster. So, can we talk about what happened in the cave? 
The whole cave God. is just like, yeah, it's like start to finish. Like they show up and he's like, oh, I can't see. Like, I, like I'm waking up and he just like holds his hand and he's very, Biska's very tender with him the whole time. And he's like, listen, you're fine. Uh, I'm going to sit Touch here and comfort skin, you. Touch my skin, bro. And um, we do have, so this, just, the scene that just, was. Just just some real, like, fucking hurt comfort play- fan fiction just playing out right in front of us. Right before yeah. your very eyes. Like, so um, much. And we did, so there is a detail earlier, one of the reasons, Paul, like, when, when she left, she had an extra vial of the cure or whatever. Yeah. And then gave it to, um, uh. Bisco. Yeah, gave it to Bisco and was like, I'll take mine after you take yours. Because she says kind of the same thing as Mila was yeah, like, you're not she's, taking care of yourself. She's also kind of horny for him, too. Yeah. Because she's just like, I never noticed that you're pretty handsome. And he's like, oh, huh? what? Me? So, yeah, they have a bonding moment. And she's like, hey, you need to like, you know, so I'll take mine after we meet up again. But you hold on to my vaccine for now. And then after you take yours, I'll take mine. Um, and like, so that's what he uses on, um, Milo on Milo in the cave. And, uh, yeah, he's like, he's been holding on to it this whole time for her. And he's just like, nope, you're going to get it. And gives it to him. And is and the, the way he like holds his hand up to the tiniest little non-rusted part of his neck and is like, see, look, I'm so smooth. I'm so cured. My skin is not rusted at all. Please touch my neck gently. Caress it, if you will. I'm cured and normal. You can touch my neck for as long as you want. And then he does touch his neck and he's like, oh, you're going to hold your hand now till morning? And... Yeah, the fact that Milo's like, oh, thank you, and then just holds it there for a while and Bisco mm-hmm. has to be like, so are we just going to keep touching each other for a while? Or like, so, what? So... So is this going to continue? <laughs> so, like... <laughs> the conversation that happens from here mm-hmm. is the most uh, beating the gay allegations, but then also immediately... Proving the gay allegations I have ever seen in my entire uh-huh. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy. Because Bisco is like, yeah, your sister's pretty crazy. And Milo's like, you should date my sister. Haha. You should, <laughs> just sitting there, he's just like, you should date my sister. And he's like, what, why would I do that? And she's, he's like, well, she's pretty cool and she's strong and she's sexy. And that means we can hang out a lot of mo- a lot more. I will have you know, though, if you break your her heart, uh, she... She did date one guy before, and uh, Bisco's like, let me guess, she killed him. And he's like, no, I operated on him, so he survived, of course. <laughs> and Bisco's like, that doesn't help. Um, and he's like, but you would never cheat on her, though. But oh, you would well. never do that to her. Mm-hmm. You would never do cheat on my sister, is the thing. Yeah. Because you're inexperienced with women. So let me help you out a little bit. I can get you an in with my sister. That's right. And Bisco's like, uh, what about you? I bet you're an experience. And Milo's like, no, a ton of women have propositioned themselves at me. I'm just not into them, mm-hmm. which is normal. Um, which we did see. That is factual. Yeah. Every yep. woman that he meets tries to proposition themselves to him. And he's like, no, Every I'm woman at the brothel was willing to give him a free round. In fact, they were begging for <laughs> they it. They were begging for they it. They were like, yeah. please, I they will give you a round up. for free. Pink haired girl. He's pretty and kind and everyone wants to kiss him. Yeah. Right. Pink haired girl after he like does the kiss to rip the balloon worm out of her stomach is just like, wow, you gave me a pretty hot kiss there. And also, um, when she goes to bed, she's like, by the way, if any of you touch me, it'll be like a hundred bucks. Fifty for the blue haired boy, actually. So she's basically like, blue haired boy, come to bed with me, please. Yep. Um, so he's like, no, I'm pretty experienced, so just stay with me. 
And then he's like, by the way, I did have a dream where we all lived together in a nice pastoral location and we were together forever. That's never going to change, right? We You're do gonna... see this dream, by the way. He, the, it was him and Pau and uh, Jobby. Jobby. He looked at the, like, the camera pans to all of them and then to. <laughs> Yeah. Zooms in on Bisco. Right on Bisco, and we only see Bisco for the rest of the scene as he's like run it's like nightmarish. He's running towards it and it's getting further away. Um so he's basically like we will be eyebows together, and Bisco's like, Yeah, remember when I told you about uh partners? They never leave each other and they are always together and they compliment each other whenever they get the chance, and Mila's like, Yep. And that that's what we are. We're partners, right? We'll never leave each other or abandon <laughs> each other. <laughs> partner in this cave <laughs> um, <laughs> as we're holding hands in we'll this never, cave we'll never and you leave. were touching my neck for a while <laughs> and Bisco's like yeah man we'll always be together forever um, and Mila's like great finally I can relax enough to fall asleep that's right he falls asleep holding his hand mm-hmm. which is great and then the end of the episode just being like Bisco being like I'll always be in your heart bro my soul will always be with you we're always going to be together forever that's what I meant not that we'll physically be together. That was jokes. Um, we will not physically be together because I have to go I'm fight this dying. evil guy. Because I'm dying in this rust right now. Shoot me in the head. Um, and Milo just at the end of the episode just straight up going like, I love you, bro. <laughs> so that's a big moment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did straight up say I love you to him as he was shooting him in the heart. Yeah, this they, is our first sure I love you. Do. Yeah, for a queer bait. <laughs> For a non-confirmed ship, <laughs> you know. Uh, speaking so, of basically yeah. knowing what Emery uh, is going to suggest next, not going to be our last. Mmm. Mm. Next one might be coming quicker than we than we thought. <laughs> um, and then just their ending, not their full ending scene, but like after they killed God and they're just staying together. And Milo's first thing he does is to just lay his head on Bisco's chest and just listen to his heartbeat for a while. And Bisco isn't like, hey, bro, that's kind of gay. He's just like, yeah, listen to my heartbeat for a while, bro. Yeah, they're just, like, resting together. I'm just like, all right, all right, all right, mm-hmm. all right, okay, okay. Looks like he's about to give him a little kissy on the knee or uh-huh. whatever. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The, uh, it does also again. conclude with, once again, Milo being like, you should date my sister, though. Yeah, you should definitely date my sister. He, once again, While said sister is going, no, we shouldn't go up there. We should give them a minute. Yeah, he's like, by the way, my sister is still so single. We need to give them a minute. My sister is still yeah. so single. It's unreal. Both of them trying to push him on the other sibling yeah. is actually kind of peak. This is Milo trying to decide if Bisco is gay or not by being like, you should date my sister and seeing how he reacts each time. That's right. He's like, by the way. If I if he is straight and he dates my sister, then he's still part of my life. And if he's not, then you know I could slide right in. It happens so many times. I almost is like, is that like a like a like a joke? Like that's like I, I almost wonder if that's like some sort of weird like gay culture thing. Like, haha, would you date my sister? You uh-huh. know, like into- <laughs> she's just like me, but she is my sister. Would instead. you date someone who was just like me but a woman? Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Bisco by panic is this the moral of the sto- show. Uh-huh. So those are, uh, I think those are the biggest moments in the show of gay panic. Mm-hmm. Are there yeah. any little ones you guys remember? Hmm. Let's see. 
There are lots of cute little, like, I mean, there's yeah, just, like... there's a lot of cute friendship, like, we're hanging out yeah. moments. Yeah, I thought there were cute little, like, blushy moments where Mila's like, yeah. wow, I'm going on a big adventure and with, my, with the boy, and it's like, y'all. I do want to address their pastoral home where they're doing, basically, we're married couple shit and like, a romance movie where, like, Bisco's doing, like, I'm an excited guy, I'm going gay clubbing with my crab. Uh, and Mila's like, don't worry, I'll be here cooking dinner. I'll be waiting for you at home, honey. And mm-hmm. Bisco's like, ah, shit, my wife's mad at me. Yeah. And Milo is like, no, honey, come in. I'm definitely not mad. This is a very specific kind of queer bait where it's <laughs> yeah. like, if you hate women, don't worry. You can get a man to be subservient for you, too. <laughs> you, can be the, you can get the man to do all the things. Yeah, you can get a femboy, and he's a man, but, you know, he might wear women's clothing sometimes Speaking and cook meals for you. the queer bait, it is fully just the whole show is characters looking at Milo and being like, girl, question mark, and Milo mm-hmm. being like, no, no, Yeah, boy. like, literally in the first episode, there's a kid who, like, tries to pickpocket him, and he's like, a girl? And Milo's, and Milo's like, like boy, boys who yes, hit women I am. are the worst, just but JK. I'm a man. That's right. Yeah. If I was a woman, you'd be a piece of shit right now. (laughs) But I'm not. (laughs) It's like, name means strong child, and his character growth is that he embodies Bisco, whose name means strong man. I I thought it was the other way around. I thought Bisco's name meant strong child. No, Bisco was strong man, and Milo is just strong child. I didn't look up Bisco. Milo has a line where he says, yeah, Milo, it means strong child. And That's then we what my looked parents up, named me. Yeah, and then we did look up his, he said his mom named him, I think. And then he also, we looked up his last name because he said it, and it's um, roughly Pussy Willow. Yeah, Neko Yanagi kind of translates to Pussy Willow, which is just fun. Just yeah. Fun to know. Um, yeah, I... Milo's trans. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's so... The, 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 the gender of, of the it gender all. The gender of it all. Yeah. The gender of it all is simply incredible. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think you can have like a fucking panda birthmark on, over one of your eyes and to be cis. I just don't think that's how it works. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, because like once you have a fursona, that's like a step into being like well gender. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, you and know, he like leans in into one. it. Like mm-hmm. his 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 you know his his doctor's office is called the Panda Clinic. He like it's so he cute. has a little purse with a panda on it. Like yeah, a kid came in and was like, "Hey, Doctor Panda," and the dad was like, "Hey, shush, d- be that's respectful." So and he's rude. like, "No, that's my name." And he's like, "Nope, I love it. I love being Panda." He's like, "That's my name. Thanks." I got broads in Atlanta. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to include that on the um the kind of queer bait of it all of being like this character Definitely. is so trans it's unreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, like, the fucking trans vibes, the fact that he has a fursona, clearly, like... <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, that's some gay shit. That's some incredibly gay shit. Do you think if Bisco had a fursona, he would just be a crab? Ooh. Good question. His hair is red. You know? I think he would just be a crab. 
I'm, I, 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 I am kind of feeling like maybe like an eagle or a, oh. or a falcon or something. Oh, something with good go. vision because he's so good at the bow. Yeah, good vision and also he jump very high. He do jump very Fucking high. Jobby says his knees are his wings. That is true. He do jump so fucking high all the time. It is a little bit of that thing is like, um, uh, like is a animal that is your animal companion the same as an animal that if you could, you could like shapeshift into or like a next mm. life. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, if those are the same, we all know the animal he would crab. become is a mushroom. Yeah. Yeah. Like is, is your Patronus the same as your Animagus? Yeah. 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 yeah it's the, the age old question. To which exactly. when we took our quiz, uh, turns out no. That's right. Instead, I think we all got called slurs. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> um, <coughs> in real life, too. Um, should we move on to our rating for? Um, this I feel like this is going to be a fun. Uh, this is going to be a fun rating. This is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. No Where? hetero. Yeah, where are we on no hetero? God, Milo sure Milo does, does straight up put say his I head love on. You. Yeah, he sure does say I love you. He sure does put his head on Visco's chest to listen to his heartbeat. And then he sure does say you should date my sister every time. It, it is <laughs> insane. <laughs> every time the, the entire... about to get close, he's like. You should bone my sister. The <laughs> entire cave scenario of being like, you gotta hold my hand and touch my neck tenderly all night, and then straight up into, you should date my sister. She's young and inexperienced, so you guys would go great together. Straight into, we're always gonna be together, right? God, you know, the, you know what the vibe this is. This is like some hurt comfort fan fiction written by like a fifteen year old who doesn't know how fucking gay they are. This is a hurt. Like comfort this is fan- written by like a like a like a like a fifteen year old lesbian who 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 you know just has some feelings about girls. But haha, yeah, might be like might be a bit Catholic, so is doing the they should kiss. But I would never like that. That would be disgusting. Yeah, fifteen exactly, year old yeah. lesbian having her like yaoi semi UK phase. Is uh-huh. like, I don't know why I connect to these men who love each other as men, but you know. The person who wrote this did grow up on watching Naruto, <laughs> did w- grow up yeah. on Sasanaru, and was just like, I don't God. know why I'm so obsessed. It's so disgusting. It's so crazy. Fucking 100%. <laughs> it is really uh, like that. God, okay. I kind of want to give a. Um, I want to give a high no hetero score because there God. is like I love you. There is the let me rest my head on your chest. This Bisco yeah, never canonically like, starts dating Pau. Like it is implied that she's like, hey, if you ever want to hit, I'm around, and he's like, oh, interesting. But he does just like continue hanging out with Milo until the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like. Because she's like, I have to go become a governor. And he's like, I gotta go become not a god. You know what? This is... I feel like... They both do uh, have a kiss, though. Yeah, they both do kiss. Both of the characters in the ship in question do kiss another person. One of them is for a... um, Removing a horrible worm out of a stomach? Yeah, sucking the leech straight out the stomach. Um, And the other is Powell being like, if you live, I'm gonna give you more than just a kiss, big boy. Uh Uh-huh. 
which we love. You know what? M- m- maybe maybe Bisco is the kind of bi where he's like romantically attracted to men and sexually attracted to women. Oh. So this could be a really a great fulcrum point in our no hetero no homo. Mm. Yeah, we're 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 fucking getting advanced now. We're getting into split attraction model. Damn. Oh, this is so good. Now we can have two scores for each of them. <laughs> we're gonna have to fucking come up with like a lattice Excel spreadsheet that's like this is okay. Be so powerful. If we're accepting this as just like actually in text, this is what's happening. If not, and we're like if we're reading it as a queer bait, this is this button. Okay. Um yeah. Between the two, okay, there's definitely like a high no homo score because I think oh, yeah. every time it goes to, like, it, every time it goes in a way that you're like, that's super gay, it does go back on it and heterosexualize mm-hmm. it. But I don't know where that puts no hetero because yeah, none of like, it is like. Because it feels the need to defend itself. I want to put the yeah, no hetero I feel score like, high. I feel like. I feel like the homo is like present, but not as insistent as 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 a lot of other no homo would be. It's like, aha, you should date my sister, but it's you know, but 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 then it seems that's... to only bring it up in the like most dire of moments, you know? Yeah, when like the gay allegations cannot be beat, it has to have Milo like almost trip over himself to get into the scene to be like, you should date my sister. Yeah, it is like it is not like a full on like denial of the homo. It is it is like a deflection of it the is homo. like, by the way, my sister's also single, if that changes yeah, your mind like, about it. It's like, hey, look over there for a second so you don't see <laughs> us kissing. <laughs> Turn your head slightly so we can smooch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling like five no hetero, three no homo. Yeah, does because, that make sense? Yeah. The five no hetero is like, it's extremely gay. He does straight up say, it's I love you. so gay. Rest his it head is... on his chest. The end of the show is them being like, yep, we'll grow old together. This is some like very on its face, like boy romance. Boy, like, like strong boy you romance. You can't not see it. And the only thing they have to stop it is to the occasional Milo looking at like Bisco and being like, please date my sister. Mm-hmm. I almost want to put- even then even then that could very easily be read as like Milo just like not really sort of processing his own feelings and it's like ha 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 I really want to I really want, I want you, you to be in my life date something date sister I think that is I think having pink girl there though and we haven't even talked about her that much because she really doesn't fucking matter but yeah, she, she just does have every so often like several episodes where she's kind of hanging on them and her whole purpose there is to kind of like she is i want like i want milo so bad milo, milo was nice to me every time yeah. i know but that's kind of the like i mean i don't think um are you thinking it's like the Sasuke uh, Sakura thing where Sasuke deflects uh, Sakura every no, time and so I marries th- her? No, because I think then in that case, Bisco and Pink Girl would have gotten married. I think it's more like, because they're they're the ones who were like clashing over like, you know. But um, I do think like how it just, it has the formula of, oh, they're really, really close. They do have like, both have another girl that probably they're going to end up with if, I mean, 
And I don't, I don't necessarily want to say that that like is like the one true reading. I think in terms of viewing it like as a queer bait, like. But I think what makes it strong is they don't feel the need to make that explicit by the end, because Pink Girl is just off on her life doing shit. She doesn't get to the end and be like, "Huh, I wonder if Milo will ever see me again." It is fully Bisco and Milo are on another adventure. With Milo's yeah. basically last line being like, great, we'll grow old together. I do think that's fair. I still don't know if, I, I don't know if I could give it like a five star no hetero with having that formula. As much as it fights against the formula, I think. Like, I, it feels like almost like to, I don't, I don't necessarily like to go into authorial intent too much with like this, but it mm-hmm. feels like, um, very it it feels to me like a reading of it is that an author was like oh yeah like if i make this too explicitly gay it won't get aired like the way i want it to so i'm gonna put in the tropes of these are the heterosexual but i'm going to go out of my way to not canonize it and to have these two go off together so i almost want to put that at like a four star no hetero i'm just not quite i don't know i i would i would argue that like that that I don't think that really decreases like the no hetero. It might yeah. bump up the no homo a bit, be, just because like you know the no homo stuff is 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 there. But like I said, it's not insistent. It's just kind of like there to 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 distract you anytime anytime <laughs> these the boys get too close to kissing. You know, that's right. <laughs> it's there to make them not kiss. Yeah, yeah. I would be. I think maybe a four no homo and a. Five no, no hetero, hetero maybe works, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, it's wow. We're we're boy, very strong score right off the bat. So what do we Where think about are no we Romo? On no Romo, no Romo. Ah, <sighs> going on an adventure with your best friend is pretty is is pretty cool. He does say I love him while he's shooting him. You know, mm-hmm. I will once again point to um right where they smash cut from Kurokawa's big plane to them at like a rice farm and Milo is playing role of wife by uh, setting up the home and having a nice time and Bisco is playing role of rowdy husband who went clubbing with his boy Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. that's some uh, we're married behavior yeah, yeah, like not in like the like greatest relationship, ha- but like we're in we're in married behavior right now. Yeah, like I think I I I do enjoy like their 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 fucking row moments together. I love that they're like friends, you know, going on an adventure. But like I I feel like I can't give it that high of a no romo just because like the romo of it all is very overshadowing. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it's like to the powerful levels that like say a um a uh, ranking of kings gave us mm-hmm. but it is pretty close it is trying its best in the terms of the show we're watching yeah mm-hmm. honestly i feel like as like i once again i go to the great we can grow old together line like excuse me mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of it does verge on romantic, as much as, like I said, yeah. it tries to it tries to veer Fight off without veering, it tries to veer off without veering off too much. But along that, it really does follow the formula much closer of a romantic relationship than like a familial or like brotherly, 
like yeah, a platonic yeah, male like, relationship. Like, and it's kind of hard to again. We're doing rewrite queer bait. It's with all of our picks. There's some blurring of that line. Yeah, but definitely. in this one specifically, I do feel like it goes way more on the side of romantic. Yeah, I'm 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 honestly feeling like a two or a three for no Romo. Like I don't know, I just like compare. Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think. Yeah, that. I mean, like if if we're taking Carolyn Tuesday as like our five no Romo, like I yeah. don't think this is anywhere near that. Like, they don't have that like where I'm watching Carolyn Tuesday and like every time I'm like, oh well, maybe they could be romantic, but then I watch and I'm like, but they're just such good friends. Like it's just yeah, so nice like, to see them. There. This is filled uh, with like they're friends, but there's the overwhelming urge that they're like, great, I can't wait to live together with you for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm, there mm-hmm, is some mm-hmm. like almost these, like these two couldn't be ro- roommates and like be chill about it. Yeah, you know? they could not be roommates and not end up like in the same bed together. Yeah, exactly. Partially, like that. Um, <laughs> like what you were saying with like how they go like their one like slice of life life episode is them going straight to being like the wife who's setting up the dinner table and the husband who goes out clubbing mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it really does feel like almost like a couple who goes straight to dating and then like has to relearn how to be friends with each other like, which is literally. interesting in a rewrite queer bait i like it yeah they like <laughs> finally get their quiet life together and they're instantly into like we're married and we forgot how to interact with each other like normal friends behavior. Yeah, if they ever settle down from this adventure lifestyle they've got going on, they're going to have to like go to couples counseling or something, <laughs> like, which is fine. They'll work through their issues. Oh, they'll but, definitely like, work through it. You know, they're going to yeah, need some will. help at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm thinking it too. Like, yeah. barring them like physically getting married at the end of the show, which once again... Milo's last line is, we're going to grow old together, so mm-hmm, wedding proposal, mm-hmm. maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, these two are basically just reenacting, like, couple that likes to road trip a lot. Like, that's all they're doing. They're like, we keep the relationship hot because we constantly road trip together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that that puts us at an eleven overall. That is a that is a very respectable score. That is a powerful eleven. I think some of our like most were yelling like insane people stories have been like elevens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Yeah. I feel like that mid range is yeah. is like where we're yelling the loudest. You know, yeah. the moment it gets into the middle is the moment we start screaming. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna look back on our things and create like a thermometer <laughs> for our rating system. Of we didn't really have much to talk about and we're screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got our real like what the fuck down in like this <laughs> four range, and then like our real, real, real stinkers in the other direction at like a fourteen or whatever. And then we're at like the nine or the. Well, I was about to say the nine and eleven, so that's great. Um, well, well. Well, never well. forget. <laughs> never forget what it did to us. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lizzie McGuire voice. It's really good to talk about it. Oh, just like in Jennifer's body, they keep talking about 9-11. So do we. <laughs> That's right. Jennifer's body is about 9-11. Um, yeah, in that 9-11 range, we're all just like, this is so fucking crazy. We're like, damn, this mm-hmm. is a good story, but this, damn. They're like, we're just like, damn, this is so gay. But then a character will be like, you should date my sister. <laughs> <laughs> yup. Uh-huh. A character will out of nowhere just be like, please, please, I'm begging you, fuck my sister. God. 
Holy shit. I have no idea what, like, an actual 15 would do to us. It might kill us. I think we would maybe detonate. I don't know. Do you think (laughs) your pick for next week might do that to us? Ooh. Well, now I have to hear what it is. (laughs) All right. Uh, Y'all, this one... This one... Has been a long time coming. Sky, this if one... you ever heard me in this room on Mondays, like on Apple Mondays, and you just hear me yelling, <laughs> uh-huh. this has one that's been discussed many times. Like since I think even like the very early days of Gonewell hunting, this is one that we watched last year, and it. I, I'm so glad that I got it to show that I got to show it to a few of my friends because it is Buck. Wild. It is insane. We're watching App Mon- We're watching Digimon Universe App Monsters. It is an insane show, both in the terms of queer bait and in the terms of the pl- it is nothing but plot. It is Riverdale levels of nothing but plot yes. happening. I have needed a new Riverdale, and I can't <laughs> believe it's Riverdale Digimon. It is Riverdale Digimon. Plot just keeps happening. Uh, the episodes where plot is not happening, it is insane balls to the wall shit out of nowhere. Well, this is good. It is a boy goes to a school to run his family's dojo. That is basically Alcatraz, and what we learn at the end is that his father is like, yeah, last time I was at that school, I burned it to the ground. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Just casually. God, I, I'm, I'm, I need to look at a list of episodes to, uh, to, to uh, give my recommendations. I know we're doing 18. I know we're doing 27 and 28. I know episode um, one is in there for the you're the main character to me line. Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking <laughs> one, uh, 18, 27, 28, uh, and then probably just like 47 through the end. Or yeah. I don't know, maybe like. Uh, maybe it's a hard one. There's a lot of little 50, cute moments 51, in between. 52. Yeah, I you, uh, 47 through 52 is kind of like a lot of... It's like five episodes in a row, but, you know... They're all vital, though. They're all pretty important. I'm gonna say I'm so sad that I think these episodes skip over possibly one of my favorite characters in the world. Um, so I will be talking about him when we do the episode. Yeah, oh, but we, do, is... we do gotta talk the fuck about Denemon. So you know what? Maybe just like... We do uh, gotta talk about Denemon. That wasn't who I was thinking of. Oh, I was thinking of uh, Seto Kaiba's son. Oh, Seto Kaiba's son. Seto uh, Kaiba's the love okay, child between Seto Kaiba uh, and a dragon. Ex- yeah, extra credit. Uh, extra credit. Episode thirty-three. Oh um, my god, the part where he just appears in the big sky as a JPEG to laugh maniacally. Uh huh. Oh my god. I'm excited. Gay tuxedo yeah. mask over here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what? I think if you're short on time and if you don't want to watch like all five, yeah, of the I'll last just pull up a compilation in a, in a row, on YouTube. I think, yeah, I think you can skip forty nine and maybe fifty one. I don't know what happens in fifty one. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't have a plot summary on the wiki. I don't know. No. Yeah, I don't know. 
you you got to get forty seven in there. You got to get uh you got to get fifty. You got to get fifty two. I think. Yeah. Yeah, but 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 if you want like the whole thing, just 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 forty seven through fifty two. That sounds baller. I'm excited. I love Digimon. I, yeah, it's once again it's fucking buck wild. If any Monday you just heard me in here just fucking screaming. No, that's occasion. the reason. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Uh, I do want to just do a quick third segment before we fully leave Sabaquibisco on... Okay. What the fuck is going on with the animals in this world? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I love it. So the... First of all, the opening... A pretty fun opening. I like the song. It is around the motif that there are just um, big flying whales in this world. Yeah, and like schools of fish that fly around. We do see blowfish kind of like that. Yeah, but in the episode with the children who are in danger of their town gaining, it's by giant flying blowfish with that human have like mouths. human yeah with human teeth, mm. which is awful to look at. Um, I do love when Kurokawa turns into Attack on Titan. He has like steel teeth that he yeah, well, like mm-hmm. he doesn't have like he just sort of has a mouth so he can like blow laser like scream yeah lasers but it has people, teeth but it does have teeth <laughs> when he becomes an evangelion uh eva unit he has teeth in there for some reason um there's the hippos with the machine guns grafted onto them yeah because the first yeah that's the first fucking scene is the crab versus uh the hippos with machine guns machine gun hippos yeah very vital which we do see in the opening of the show just regular hippos just like chilling out in the world so it implies that people said we can take these beasts of burden and just apply machine guns to them i am so surprised that if you started attaching machine guns to hippos that they wouldn't just take out all the humans. <laughs> they like, would all just of kill them. you instantly as all of them. Hippos are wont to do. Yeah. Hippos are murderous enough without <laughs> attaching guns to them. Without <laughs> strapping a dangerous object to them. Yeah. <laughs> but I love them. They're There's so cool. There's Octokawa, the world's coolest crab horse. Yes. Um, who we forgot to mention is what we call steel crab and he's immune to rusting, which I think yeah, I would be studying Immune to Octagawa. rusting, immune to rocket launchers... Immune to acid. The only physical damage we see him take is when uh, he has to get his arm bit off by the giant screaming snake that Mm -hmm. they're fighting. So it kind of seems like if I was in this world, I would say fuck the mushrooms and start studying that crab. (laughs) Hey man, why are you immune to everything? Maybe that's their cure to God. They have to study the crab. Maybe it's actually um, that Pokemon Paris... Like a oh, mushroom. the cordyceps? Yeah. Pokemon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This crab is the last of us. Yeah. Yeah, this particular crab is actually, the reason he's immune to rust is that he's also a mushroom. Yeah. That'd be sick as fuck, honestly. Mm-hmm. I would um, love that. There's the giant screaming snake we mentioned uh, that has two heads and also human fingers all around its uh, midsection, which is just great. He was fucked. <laughs> he was awful. There's just, like, the regular giant bird we see mm-hmm. that takes the train squid that they fought. It's just, like, a regular bird, but just big, which is funny. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I was sort of laughing to myself when you mentioned um, how um, uh, fuck, Milo's sister had, like, a, she was on her motorcycle and riding around and uh, blew out the tire, I guess, so she <laughs> yeah. was trapped. And I'm like, it's too bad she didn't have one of those fucking dinosaurs. She didn't have the big issue. lizard that all the city watch gets that have high heels built in. You know what can't blow out a tire is it's, a dinosaur. It's those cool lizards. Mm-hmm. I just think those things are so cool. Those like rideable little like lizards that they have yeah, that they are just like literally lizards in this world. They just like like look like small little T Rexes. I'm like I don't know where they came from. I but... love this apocalyptic world that apparently destroyed all infrastructure, so they just had to get modified animals to have become their beasts of burden. Do you think they like Jurassic Park those things, or do you think when the rust brought back the world, it also brought back dinosaurs? I don't know why the rust gave them like cool mega animals. Shouldn't it have just killed them. Are these know, animals immune to rusting? I don't know how evolution works in a climate changed world. Why can blowfish fly and have human teeth? We saw them going from like not like <laughs> they were going from like a sandy area to a snowy area, not just like two different like spots in uh, the desert. Excuse you. It, it went from like, a sandy area to pasture to salt flat to snow. Yeah, they're and not all you, over the fucking place. And then into swamp rice field. So, you know. Mm-hmm. A, a, a lot of these guys are ocean creatures. So it does make me ask, uh, what the fuck happens to the ocean that yeah. all these guys got let loose? Mm-hmm. Is it like the ocean also got hit with rusting so all the ocean life had to evolve to live on land? And instead of getting legs, they just learned to fly? Uh, the they ocean just got learned all to dried fly up and that's and why there's so much rust. They got super huge. They learned how to fly. And and so to learn how to hunt these creatures, birds had to get real fucking big. And then how to learn how to hunt these things, snakes had to get real fucking big, grow two heads, and get human fingers. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, we saw the the food chain illustrated. (laughs) Illustrated in plain detail right in front of our eyes. (laughs) Hippos didn't change at all, though. They just got... Uh, machine guns grafted onto them. Mm, hippos were already perfect. <laughs> hippos, the were al- hippos were also already God's perfect machine. <laughs> hippos are God's perfect also, killing machine, honestly. Snails grafted snails themselves also got onto super planes. huge and, and got airplanes grafted onto them. Yeah, the escargot. <laughs> the escargot. <laughs> Miss Pink Haired Girl was special because she had her own escargot and then Bisco blew it up. Oh, and that they don't need had to a have those slugs in it. the airplanes. They have just like regular helicopters. Yeah, I don't know why they need the slug airplanes. Those all have a secret bumblebee inside them to power oh, them. You it's know not what? very obvious, but like they're it's like a symbiotic relationship. You know, the bees yeah, the, in there. the helicopters are just filled with bees. Trust me, the bees are in there. <laughs> Um, we um, did see those cool wasps at the end that were like basically oh, fuck Pokemon yeah. also, that were like shooting mm-hmm. their stingers Kurokawa just ha- Kurokawa just has wasp drones <laughs> yeah and a gorilla with boxing gloves I did love that gorilla is Kurokawa like, making all these guys and then guys? I saw him get like his shit rocked and he had the boxing gloves and I'm like come on man that's too much it's good <laughs> is Kurokawa making these is it just his fucked up little world? Oh, Kurokawa's uh, spending all of his money not on Yu-Gi-Oh, but on Pokemon? Yeah, he's mm. getting Magic the Gathering cards and also making horrible monsters to live in this world. Yeah, he's like the Seto Kaiba of Yu-Gi-Oh, but instead he's in the Pokemon world. And so yeah, Seto Kaiba is desperately real. trying to make a dragon, so he keeps fucking up other animals. <laughs> <laughs> He was such a 
evil you can imagine. There is no one. reason he needs to be so off his shit. So into just, monologuing about it. Just I know all yeah. villains monologue, but he would just straight up, like anyone who would listen, he would just be like, I love killing everything for a profit. It's Every fun to me. possible villain trait you could roll into one character. <laughs> I gotta look up uh, this guy's voice actor because good on him for just really, really doing a voice. Kenji- Kenjiro Suda, thank you let's for just see, yeah, being a grade A freak. Let's see if this guy has other roles. Yeah, I'm gonna go on to his IMDb right fucking now. Didn't you say he was I'm not on, on, or was that Yeah, he's else? not on me. Nanami. Nanami. <laughs> uh, apparently, he is Seto Kaiba in Yu Gi Oh! Ah, I didn't okay. know. That's what I'm okay. fucking saying! Holy shit! He knew the role. He said, you know what? <laughs> I'm turning everyone into Pokemon. Holy shit. He voices a character in Chainsaw Man. Good for him. Good for um, him. Which character? Uh, Kishibe. Nice. Nice. Uh, let me scroll down some more. Hmm. Yep, he's Kurokawa and Savakui Bisco. He's in a lot of things of characters I don't know. Kento Nanami from Jujutsu Kaisen. Thank you, King. Mm-hmm. He's, he's notorious in No More Heroes 3. Hell yeah, hell yeah. He's Maxi in, in Soul Calibur 4. Oh, good for him. He is a god in Two Year Eternity. Ah. He's Lushu in, in Kingdom Hearts uh, 2.8. Holy shit, really? Uh-huh. <laughs> Good for him. Oh, he's dub voice of Kylo Ren. Yo! Let's go, let's go. Oh, dude. What an illustrious career for uh, this Now game. I'm going to have to watch the... Um, the Japanese dubs of Star Wars and then experience panic because if I hear his voice, I might get the hots for Kylo Ren. <laughs> oh no, that's the worst. I know. You'd it would still be, be looking when we, at when Adam we do Driver. our April Fool's episode. Adam Driver, but I would turn my head and I'd hear his voice and I'd be like, oh. When, does this mean when we when we do our uh, uh, our, our our April Bana- Fools episode on Raylo, we should we should watch the Japanese dub of episode nine? Yeah, and I would come in and I'd be like, I guess I'm a I guess I'm a Kylo Ren stand now. I guess he's made some points <laughs> with those dulcet tones of his. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you'll be um um a Kylex. Mm. <laughs> Maybe no. they'll get a real good voice actor for him too. No, I don't think like, I'd Damn. ever. <laughs> Gotta ship these two fascists together. Mm, no, I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah, so this guy is just a king out there. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. Incredible. Okay, that's all I. I just that's the end of my animal corner. I just needed to talk about these weird creatures in this world that makes no sense. Yeah, they were uh, good. He's... There's a regular boar uh, that Milo hunts. So, oh shit, I forgot to mention one animal. Sorry, I keep bringing them up. Uh, Bisco hunts two lizards that are just uh, bedazzled with spikes on them. So full of mm-hmm. rocks. So full of spikes, but they look like uh, you know the spike belts you would get. At, like, Hot Topic and yeah. shit. Studded lizards. Yeah, they're just studded spiked lizards. Wait, do you oh, think you he's mean, selling them oh, to Hot Topic? Oh, you mean the bracelet I got, I got this week? Yeah, Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Nice. 
Yeah. No, but okay. that's that's my new theory is Kurokawa's breeding those to sell to Hot Topic. Yeah, Hot Topic exists in the post-apocalyptic world. Obviously, because he's funding it. That's yeah. what he's spending all his money on. He's spending it on Pokemon and Hot Topic. <laughs> he's spending it on his Pokemon, his Magic the Gathering cards, and on Hot Topic. Mm-hmm. Is Kurokawa an ally? No. You know? You know? No, he's homophobic, and he's like, why are there politics in uh, my Pokemon? This is oh, why shit. I need to end the world mm-hmm, with rust. That's true, that's true. Because <laughs> I'm evil. I'm so cartoonishly evil that I must also be homophobic. That's true. He'd be like, why is there so much Pokemon? Why is there so much politics in my Yu-Gi-Oh? That's right. You're telling me <laughs> You're telling me Seto Kaiba was gay the whole time? Incredible. Mm-hmm. Damn. Who could have guessed? Who could have guessed this man is evil? Okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Should we do some plugs? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's, fine. let's do some plugs. You can find us on Twitter at wewerequeerbay at twitter.com. You can find me on Twitter at GrooveAndGastly. And you can find me on other podcasts such as uh, the Sonic Shuffle, a random and holistic Sonic lore podcast. And, and just maybe, a new episode of Digimon Ghost Gaze? Who knows? Ooh, that's crazy. Who could say? Who could, who could say, say if crazy. I'm going to edit that tonight? Who knows? Who could say? If we're talking about a funny guy. Damn. Who could say? Who could say? Um, <clears throat> we do have a show Tumblr at We Rate Queer Bait. There's also one at Hunting on Tumblr.com. And I'm also on Bandcamp at Sky. And you're up, Emery. I'm on a podcast called Digimon Ghost Gaze, which might have a Devon on it in the episode that mm. I'm editing tonight. Um, uh, I'm also on Fur Affinity, where I'm drawing some some funny furry art. The username is Space Robot. You can get in touch with me about commissions over Discord if you know me there, or at spacerobotart at gmail.com. Speaking of Discord, we have one. We have a server. There's like one person there, because cause we don't advertise the Discord a lot. But, but fucking go there, talk about Hunter Hunter, talk about gay shit, you know... That's right. I'm 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 on so many discords these days. Like, if if you're listening to this, you might already be on a discord that 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 I'm already in. But who knows? Who knows w- what the possibilities are? Yeah, I'm probably also in those discords, just lurking. I'm not, uh, but I would be lurking if I was in them. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if if you want to join, if you want to join a Discord, like I don't know, Digimon Ghost Gaze is a pretty good one. I, I I'll, I'll just shout that one out because like we do uh we do Tokusatsu Mondays and also we do uh art streams on Friday where you can come in you know you can come hop into voice chat with me as I draw a funny little animal yeah we sometimes uh spike teaches us about the lore of transformers um to which Mm -hmm, i say mm -hmm. oh that's insane or we play smasher pass for random digimon exactly yeah it's a great time yeah hell yeah and is that it i think that's it i think that's it so guys what if we um? What if, what if we ended the podcast and went uh, mushroom hunting? Mm. Oh, you wanna you wanna end our podcast so we can go into the woods and find a mushroom? 
Mm. Uh, it would be crazy ta- if we a tasty little fungi to eat. If we all ended the podcast and then went and found a fungi in the woods, it'd be crazy if we went all went to practice archery in the woods and forage for mushrooms and forage for mushrooms. Then we all end up in a cave. It together. would be so silly. It'd be. So- I would feel so prepared for the apocalypse, but I would have to end the podcast first. Oh. <laughs> no, we can never do that. We <laughs> no, can never do we that. We no, couldn't. no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I don't know shit about wilderness survival. W- once the apocalypse hits, I'm... I'm sure I'll I'm, be fine. I'm, yeah, no, you know what? I will be fine. You know, it's probably yeah. cool. With the power of community. Yep. It, it'll all work exactly. out. That's right. But we would have to end the podcast. Mm-hmm. We would, yeah. I'm just kidding, though. I'm just kidding. Unless. Unless? Yeah, no, of course. Unless. Bye, Bye. everyone. Bye.